You're listening to the Straight Shooting Radio Show on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the hosts of the show, Jason Selms and Mario Vladko. Welcome back to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Thanks for joining me. You could be listening to other shows, but you choose this one, so we do appreciate it. Um, if you want to find out more about the show, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. If you've been checking out the website, uh, don't forget to leave us a voicemail. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, when you go on the website, you'll see it on the right-hand side scroll bar, which uh, says, send us a voice message. We're going to play... Uh, Bradley's message today, so that's awesome. Uh, if you want to listen to the show, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, which is what most people actually do. Uh, there was a bit of lag with iTunes in updating episodes, but it's actually been pretty good lately, so uh, that's really good. Uh, and also, you can listen to it on the website, stitcher.com as well. Uh, follow our Twitter feed, AH Podcast as well, if you want to follow our Twitter feed. Been um, posting a few things over there, which automatically post to the Facebook page as well. Um, that's really, really about it. Uh, but please leave us a voicemail because we love playing those. Um, we're coming up to episode 100, but Muzz is here first. How you going, mate? Yeah, g'day, Jason. Welcome back, everyone, to the Australian Hunting Podcast and the Straight Shooting Show. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done a show, Jason, and uh, a lot has transpired. A oh. hell of a lot. Oh, we've done. We've got a lot today. A lot to go through. A lot of audio. Muzz has been crazy and stuff. Ringing up two uh, UE, two GB. Uh, he rings me up as well and says, "Hey, listen, they're talking about such and such on two GB. Ring up." <laughs> so that's what we've been doing, and uh, we've got some awesome audio that um, Muzz has been. Uh, been giving grief to a few of the 2GB and 2UE guys, uh, me calling oh, well, up as well. Well, not exactly giving grief, but uh, we've been uh, definitely defending uh, yep. your gun rights uh, publicly. So, And uh, quite a few times, actually, on uh, 2UE and 2GB, they've been talking about guns, and uh, myself and Jason have rang in. Uh, Jason actually spoke to... Uh, um, uh, Minister Hunt, it? yeah, Greg Hunt, Greg Mi- Hunt, yes, Minister- uh, Federal Minister for the Environment. Ex- yep, and that's so, uh... on two GB. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to play that for you uh, today, and uh, you'll be able to listen to it. Jason done a really good job. Uh, I've also spoken to uh, Neil Breen on two UE, and quite a lot of people actually. You know what, Jason? Uh, remember several shows ago we were, we were talking about how people need to call and stand up for their gun rights. Absolutely, well, yep. Well, there was this show, uh, I'm not sure if it was on the weekend on TUE, Neil Breen, and um, and uh, they were talking about firearms and Donald Trump. As you know, Donald Trump is the front-runner Republican candidate for um, the US uh, uh, elections, and they've, he's very big on gun rights, very big on Second Amendment. And I was talking about him and talking about uh, our gun laws and um, what's going on at the moment with the National Firearms Review and the Adler Shotgun. And quite a lot of you guys actually rang up and sent emails to TUE and um, voiced your uh, voiced your concerns, voiced your opinions, stood up for your rights, and that was really good to see. So, you know, I couldn't be happier. I mean, people people actually uh, listened to the show and uh, rang in, and they didn't uh, just cower, cower in the corner and do nothing and say nothing. They, they wanted to stand up for their rights, and I, I was one of them. So we've got some recordings of that, and we're going to play that, Jace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you call up, I must admit, when, even this show, because we recorded at home, it's it's a lot easier than when you're actually ringing up and talking on radio because they're not they're only going to give you a certain amount of time to get yeah. your point across. Uh, you need to be strong. You need to be forward with your you know your your words. And if you do hear it and you're listening to the radio, don't be afraid to you know don't be afraid to call up because we did. I mean, it made my heart race quite considerably. 
made me it's nervous. It's quite nerve-wracking knowing that you're on a, a national station and, you know, there's possibly like 300,000 people listening to you. <laughs> it is quite nerve-wracking. <laughs> the, the, the thing that goes on through your head is like, oh, my God, I, I really don't want to make a dick of myself. <laughs> but, but, you know, if, you, um, if you're confident in what you are saying and uh, you can um, speak uh, with a little bit of knowledge behind, it, behind what you're saying and, and be able to explain yourself, especially if they, uh, you know, poke a, a really uh, gotcha-type question, Actually, you've got to be able mm. to answer it straight away. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine was regard. Oh, we'll give you a test before we play that, but mine was in regards to the croc hunting in the Northern Territory. Uh, Muzz did one, I think, uh, in regards to Donald Trump and the NRA. That was on yep. 2UE. Uh, I rang up. Muzz did a lot better than me on that one because, Muzz, you got a lot of – we will play it, obviously, but Muzz got a lot of time from that presenter. Or was it Neil Breen? Neil Breen? I think so, yeah, because I, I, I just didn't give up. I didn't yeah. give up on Muzz, the point. Muzz's first question, I think, to him was, well, what would you change? What would you do with gun laws? And he went, yeah. oh, well, well, this is what I'd do. I, I put him on the spot. I turned the conversation yeah. around a little bit. But anyway, before we go into all that, um, yep. myself and Jace went hunting, State Forest. Yep, yep, we and, did. And uh, we um, uh, went to the local State Forest. And speaking of that, Jace, mm. remind me later on, we have to do a show on how to get your R mm. license. Yes, we're going to People do that. have been asking. So we're going to uh, do hopefully a 10 or 15 minute segment, uh, giving you a step by step process on how to get your gun li- um, yep. sorry, R license in New South Wales. So hopefully that will help out a lot of you guys um, out there who are wanting to get your R license and uh, hopefully you can share that with uh, a lot of your friends out there to get uh, most of, as many of you guys as you can out there going out hunting. Yep, and um, yeah, to be honest, I slept in one morning. That's when uh, Muzz decided to go hunting a bit earlier. I slept in. I was a bit tired and you know, I just slept in. And he comes back and he says he got a couple of goats. And I'm like, uh, are you lying? And he shows me his hands. He's got blood on them. So obviously, you know, he did get a couple of goats. Um, you know, I took the try. I won't tell the- him what really happened, Jason. Yeah. I said, I've got a few goats. He said, bullshit. <laughs> he goes, get stuffed. Yeah. I said, no, I did. I'll give a few goats. And he goes, piss off. <laughs> and then he showed me his hands up because this is the first time I actually took out the, the Triton as well and Muzz was making me drive through Muzz doesn't care about pinstriping he just drives it through the bush and I got a bit of pinstriping on the Triton and I was just I was burning the whole trip I'm thinking this car's got like 1500 kilometres on it Muzz is making me drive through you know the uh, shrubs and this and that and I was just I was just kept continually getting upset for the whole trip I know it's going to happen but you know when you've got your the first sort of brand new car you've bought you you really try and look after it, and the first time you go out there, it gets it's getting damaged. Well, Jace, tell 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 everyone that Muzz was also going out there and uh, defending your your car from all the bushes. Yeah, he was pulling he was all the trees it, yeah. back. He'd get it, making he, sure as much as I could <laughs> to make sure was, uh, the keep bush, all the scratches uh, off the Triton. Yeah, he's the bush bitch, you know. When the one that gets out there and pushes all the you know uh, all the trees to a side, the shrubs, the saplings, so it doesn't hit the side of the car. But no, it was a pretty good trip. And um, you know, why don't, why don't you actually tell? them how you actually give, give them the story about how you got those couple of goats because to be honest listen, I'm just going to say this right now it was, a, it was a fluke it was a fluke it was it was basically well it's always a fluke when you sleep in and you're snoring in your swag while everyone else is hunting <laughs> that's true but this was pretty much the only thing we all oh, actually no we did actually no let, let's tell them the first one I'm going to give them the first story we're hunting foxes right we decided to pull over the side of the road walk into the bush about 20 or 30 metres do some calling. So the fox comes up. I'm on the Tenerfield fox whistle or similar. The fox comes in and sits down. 
And I'm thinking, all right, cool. We're sort of in front of a tree and a log, you know, he can't really see us. And all of a sudden I hear, boom! And I'm like, what the hell? And then I see it turn and it's starting to run. So this has all happened in a space of like a second. I've lifted the... I had a uh, under and over 12 gauge with BBs in it. I tried to knock a few in it behind when it was running. I think I was unsuccessful because we didn't end up finding it. I don't know how the hell I missed that. Yeah, part. and I said to Mars, I said, well, what are I'm you doing? I'm pretty sure it was within, within the right range. No, no. Jason doesn't seem to think I, so. Mars has got a Mossberg bolt action. It doesn't have any choke, so I'm guessing it's pretty much a cylinder choke. I mean, it's open, and it's good for about 25 metres. I'm guessing it's probably about 45 metres. Um, no, and, I'd, I'd beg to differ, probably close on that. But anyway, I, I missed. Anyway, and then that, but if that goes, wasn't bad enough, Jason took another two shots at it. Yeah, I was already gone. And then Muzz goes, oh, it, it saw us. And I said, mate, it didn't see us. He goes, oh, we're sitting there looking at us. I said, of course it's looking at us. We're blowing a whistle. And it's, it thinks there's a wounded animal where we're blowing the whistle from. Um, so anyway, we didn't hit the fox. And that was pretty much the only one we well, actually saw come in. So, Well, pretty much the only reason I took a shot at it, because I, I literally thought this fox is about to, Turn around and hightail it. Yeah, it was, so, it was sitting on the ground, guys. It was sitting on its, on its well, bum. Well, uh, you know. With its, anyway. ears up, with its ears up looking <laughs> anyway, at Anyway, let's talk about the goats. Yeah, let's talk about the goats. You're, <laughs> you're a failure of a fox shooter. Although, on the, no, hang on. On the trip before that, though, you did actually um, get two foxes. Oh, no, yeah. three foxes. Was it three or two or yeah, three? Yeah, a couple, yeah. Yeah, three. It was yeah. two on one stand, one on the other stand. Mate, yeah. Tell us the story about the goats. Well, a friend of mine, uh, Rick. Uh, g'day, Rick, if you're listening. Uh, he he was going hunting in that area. Um couple of weeks before and he told me that uh, he noticed a couple of goats and they shot a couple of goats up there and uh, he told me roughly the area so I thought okay and so I'll give it a go anyway and um, once we um, once we got there and, and I failed to wake Jason up in the morning or snoring his, his swag <laughs> um, I said stuff it I'm going to go by myself so I went for a walk and I went up there to the area and uh, as I was walking up there I saw something in the distance which was eating some grass alongside the road and uh, I thought, oh, this is a deer because it was kind of like a bit of a brown, um, a brown um, head on it, and and it was uh, kind of behind the bush. So I didn't get the, f- the full view of the animal. But then after I had a look with my uh, binos, I, I realised, oh yeah, uh, there's a couple of goats there. Fantastic. So anyway, this was I was about 150 metres away, and I just uh, kept calmly stalking, stalking, stalking. Got right up close to them, probably about 20 metres away, and then all of a sudden they decided to cross the road. I didn't even know I was there, and. Um, once they crossed the road and they, and they got into the bushes, um, bang, I nailed one of them and, and then I nailed the other one, now the two, two big nannies and um, <clears throat> the rest of them got away in, into the bushes but uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty good because um, I, didn't, I wasn't able to get the rest of them because mainly I didn't want to uh, be faced with a, a situation where I had no car, had nothing, I only got my knives and my gun and everything like that and then I've had to skin them, gut them because it's quite a quite a bit of a process and uh, really takes it out of you it takes it out of me anyway um i'm not i'm not, I'm not as fit as some of the, some of these 20 year olds but um but uh, but yeah no it was good and, and i got them and i uh, pretty much uh, gutted them straight away uh cleaned them up they were in really good condition and uh left them there went back for a, a walk back to the camp and that's when I woke Jason up. And <laughs> Jason was still in his swag, mind you. This was about nine thirty. The hunting trip. He's still in his swag. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing with himself, but anyway, he's doing something. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was funny actually. I, was, 
I was actually having a joke with Muzz saying, well, you know, Muzz should write a goat hunting book and what that hunting book would be was just hang out on the side of a main road somewhere and hope a couple of goats come out. Well, know? I just want to clarify to people. Hey, and what did you shoot them with first? Tell them what you shot them with. It's not a main road. It wasn't, it's not like it's, you know. No, it wasn't. It's not a main it, road. It's, 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 it's road. just It's just a dirt road through um, through the state forest. So, you know, it's not yep. like, you know, I'm, I'm shooting over where people are driving. Not, no, nothing like that. No. So, but, um, uh, yeah, if you, if you hang out on a sort of a dirt road, on the corner of a dirt road somewhere, and shoot back into the bush, you might see oh, a couple of goats track, there. You say, dirt, dirt track, track. <laughs> you know what I mean. But anyway, and I was good. And actually, you wanted to say too, and this is not we don't. I don't normally say this. I've had a couple of knives, and you might have heard an advertisement for Scary Sharp. Yep. Right. Those guys actually, I actually sent them some knives. You know, when I actually have advertised for people on the show. I don't just advertise for anyone. I make sure I agree with what they do and what they're saying. And Scary Sharp, actually, I sent some two knives. I think I sent them a boning knife and I sent a Gisa boning knife and I think that's a five or a six inch and a Wenger seven inch boning Mm. knife as well. And I tried to sharpen the Wenger one and I think I stuffed the end. I sent it to the guys at Scary Sharp and I actually bought them on the trip. And me and Muzz used them, yep. and let me say, Scary Sharp is an understatement. Like, when I actually got these back and we actually took them out to use them, they're sharp. Like, uh, unbelievable. And the really, price yeah, they really charge, good. guys, is unbelievable. So get on it, Scary Sharp. They're on Facebook. Yep. Um, even Muzz was there going, holy moly, these things are sharp. Just be careful. A couple of yep. times we got close to our fingers, and, you know, you, you really do have to be careful because literally they are Scary Sharp, guys. So do check them out because, you know, if you're like me and don't know how to sharpen a knife, it's easy just to get them to do it. Buy a steel you know, a steel that you can yeah, keep the edge on and then when you need to, every six to twelve months you can just send them back and, and get it done. So And then uh anyway, so when we when I got back to camp we took the car uh car out, uh, mm-hmm. yep. uh Jason's um uh Mitsubishi. Took that out and then uh basically we were given a bit of a test run, uh hooking up some animals to um yeah. to the, the um, roof rack. The, the roof rack, roof rack. Right, We probably yeah. shouldn't have done that because they're actually aluminium and I think there's a... I don't know if they're meant to hold 60, 70 kilos, those goats, so, or 80 kilos, 70 kilos. Well, I think goats were about maybe 30 kilo each. Yeah. 30 to 40 kilo. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't one really that One each side on the yeah, rear rack. One I each mean. side. So anyway, we took them back to camp and we used the, used the knives on them and, uh, and skinned them and uh, then basically uh, proceeded to uh, get as much meat out of them, got the... Um, Got the legs, the front and back legs. Got the back straps and as much um, uh, other other meat we could get out of the goat. It was really good, and we ended up getting what, what was it, Jason? Probably about twenty twenty kilo. Worth Maybe of, I worth said it was about ten, but I don't think we're anywhere near that. And we made we yeah. do make if you check if you do watch us on um, YouTube, Aussie Feral Control or Aussie Freedom. Yeah, Fighter. We're, we're, we're we're going to make a video yeah. for YouTube, so um, which will be detailing that trip and also. We took the meat back, and it was fantastic. We made yeah. some awesome sausages, guys. Okay, yeah. so on this video, you'll get to see me and Jason. I think some- we made too many sausages. I should have probably kept some, you know, goat mince or something for bolognese. Yeah. And it was a lot. I mean, that yeah. was oh, good, oh, easily uh, 12, 13 kilos of. Uh, of yeah. uh, and we had nice the, we, you know, we put them in the mud. It was actually quite cool. What Mars did is he gutted them where he shot them. We took them back to camp. One we skinned, and then we put in the esky, and then the one, the second one, we actually left until. Uh, uh, Sunday morning, yeah, or, yeah. yeah we left we, that up. Yeah, we shot him Saturday. No or you shot him Saturday morning, yeah. I, uh, and then we on Sunday morning we skinned out the last one. And, and meat was so cool, wasn't it? No, oh, beautiful. You know, like I'm surprised yeah. it kept that cool. We you know put the carcass open to get any hot air that was going to come out of it, and um, yeah, yeah. No, it was a pretty good trip all round, wasn't it? Uh, it was a fantastic trip. So uh, really successful, and we only went for a weekend. So you know, it's not like you know one of those no, uh, yeah. five six day trips, just a weekend. 
and it was great. It was really just fantastic, and I can't wait to um, uh, get to some instructions for you guys to be able to get your R license for those yep. of you listening that don't have it. Uh, me and Jason will um, uh, put some uh, instructions down, and then you'll be able to follow them and spread that with your friends, and uh, hopefully you guys will be going hunting the state forest soon. Yeah, and I, I, I check out that too. Even though they're a sponsor, I think it's really important. I must admit, Muzz was actually pretty good on the knives and the skinning and you know the, some, of the, some of the cuts and getting the front legs off and taking out the poo shoot when he was doing the thing, whereas <laughs> I definitely wasn't uh, – I'm not definitely not proficient. I haven't done it enough to be any good at it. So check out the courses. I mean, people run caping courses. Even, yep, you know, double S. Sydney, Sydney Branch, Branch run them. There's people in Victoria that run them. It's real. I, I would do one of those courses, or even go on um, YouTube as well. Yep. Check out how to take out, you know, how to gut them. Take out the you know, intestines and the stomach yep. without busting the gut. It's but, really but also, Jace. I mean, everyone, you guys are going to get great satisfaction out of making your own free range, free range meat, sausages, mm. steaks, whatever, whatever you might want to do with it. You're going to get fantastic satisfaction out of this, and um, you're going to learn skills that you probably haven't learned before, and uh, you'll be able to keep those skills forever. And and it's just going to make, it's just going to enhance your hunting trip. It's it's going to really, really bring a lot more uh, pleasure to your hunting trip. So it's well worth it. I know a lot of you guys. There's a lot of weekend warriors out there that go out. They just shoot heaps of stuff, and they never ever ever uh, skin anything or gut mm. anything or take meat home or anything like that. And that's fine. That's okay. Each to their own. But if you do have the time, all you need is a good pair, good set of knives, a bit of patience, and uh, and one, once you do it once, two times, three times, and you learn it, and there's plenty of instructions on YouTube, like Jason said. And once you learn how to do it, it's really enjoyable. It's going to add a, a different dimension to your hunting trip. So, yeah, go get the out more, there and try the, the more you learn, I think, too, is good. Like when you, you know, you tied off the, uh, the was it the, the neck or the trachea yep. or the neck yep. or whatever, you tied off uh, the butt and the poo shoot, and yep. then we cut out the butt and the poo shoot. All interesting stuff. I mean, once you get those down, it really just it, it makes it a lot easier, you know, definitely, and uh, having the right products. But, all right, guys, we're going to get on to... Our first one of our emails, uh, a good one. Yep. Uh, this one's from uh, Boba or Boba. Boba Bounty could be like Boba Fett, maybe Boba from Fett, Star yeah. Wars. You know, yeah. he was a bounty hunter. So, Bob- G'day, Boba. Okay, hi, Jason. I just wanted to shoot you a very short email to say you are exactly right in your position that gun ownership in Australia is a right and not a privilege. Firstly, I just want to touch on the purpose of laws. Laws curtail and restrict our freedoms. They do not provide them. For example, there is no law saying that you are right to you have a right to grow your own plants. However, in the absence of a law forbidding this, you do have an innate right to do so. The law may restrict this in particular cases. For example, the plant itself is banned. Marijuana, for example. There is a very common misunderstanding with the American Constitution's Second Amendment in that many people believe that it provides Americans with the right to bear arms. However, This is not correct. The wording is very deliberate and specific in that it specifies that the right, which already exists, shall not be infringed. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. Sorry, the the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. In Australia, we do not have a constitution that prevents laws from infringing on our right to gun ownership. However, in the absence of laws preventing gun ownership, the right itself is already there. Kind regards, B. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Spot we, on. We, we agree with that one. Um, yep. We said that before. And it's good. It just shows you, you know, we've got a lot of listeners out there that are very, very clever. They're very smart. And this is one of them. And well done, mate. Thanks for your email. And um, yeah, so absolutely. So, I mean, government can't grant you any rights. They can only take rights away. 
there's certain rights you, you absolutely are born with. They're pretty much human rights, like the right to self-defense, the right to fend for yourself and provide for yourself, those sort of things. So, yeah, it's spot on. Yeah. And, uh, and Jason, in, in regards to that, I've got actually, uh, in just to touch on this right versus privilege um, uh, argument, I've got an article here from The Telegraph that mm-hmm. pretty much it shows you how it is your right to own firearms in this country. It's not a privilege. And, and it's a great, great uh, story that, that exemplifies that point. So if I may, I've got here the Telegraph, uh, which is on Wednesday, October 14th. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a story. Uh, I, can't, I can't see what page this is. Uh, let me just check it out. Uh, yeah, it's page 15. So this is a story that says ex bikey's gun Who's permit. Who's this from? Which which company is it? Which ad? Which media? The Telegraph. Telegraph. Yep. Sorry, my Te- bad. Yeah, <laughs> Telegraph. Wednesday, October fourteenth, uh, uh, page fifteen. So this is ex bikey gun permit reinstated. Ah, yes, this one. Okay, so this is a guy who was an ex bikey. So say you would think it was a person of uh, poor character. All right. Uh, hey, the, you never know. Some of them, not all of them, are criminals. No, no, on. no. I'm, I'm not suggesting that. But, uh, but you know, the assumption, the general assumption, would be that it would be a person of, uh, say, poor character, right? Yeah. Okay. So, apologies to those bikies. I'm sorry about that. But um, you know, th- that's the stereotypical view uh, of a large, broad, broader community. So, anyway, the story goes: um, a former senior bandito's bikie uh, had his gun license reinstated despite objections from New South Wales police. Mark James. Um, I won't say his full name. Mark James um, had his license revoked last November when he was declared to be not fit and proper person to hold the firearms license. Okay. Uh, Mr. James, uh, who has held a gun license since 1991, had the license initially suspended last February over concerns he continued to be a member of the Bandidos crime gang. Senior detectives provided... Uh, provided witness uh, testimony to the New South Wales Civil and Administrative Tribunal, as well as evidence, including alleged images of Mr. of uh, Mr. James at the 2013 Bandidos National Run. Again, Mr. James admits to maintaining contact with Bandidos. Uh, told the tribunals uh, tribunal his prior membership of the Bandidos was irrelevant to his being a fit and proper person to hold the firearms license. He argued he was a law-abiding citizen with no firearms offences. Tribunal senior member John McAdder reinstated the licence, citing the applicant's lack of any criminal record. So despite the fact that uh, police tried to take the licence away from him, uh, he took him to court and, and the magistrate, the judge, had to give him his licence back because he didn't have a criminal record yep. and therefore he has a right to have a gun license and to purchase firearms. So d- despite what background you're from and so on, I mean, the, the police can't just say, oh, well, we, we don't like the look of you and yeah. you, you're a member of this club or that club or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't committed any crimes, you absolutely have a right to own, uh, own firearms in this country. So yeah. and it th- absolutely and this is just proves right. it. This, and, just and, proves and this it. story just proves it. So there you go. Uh, another um, bit of evidence there to support the claim that it is a right in this country to own firearms. As long as you are a law-abiding citizen, it is a right. Yeah, and we're, we're actually going to play something now. This is very interesting. On our most recent uh, straight shooting podcast before this one, we play, We were talking about rights versus privileges. This has come very popular, I think, amongst mm. listeners. And you remember on the Sunrise program, uh, which was David Kosh, uh, Bob Catter was on and Samantha Lee, and we did play it. Uh, and actually, we'll play both, actually, because I'm going to put this back in, Muzz, where first off, Samantha Lee said uh, it was a right to own a firearm, and it was not 
not a privilege. So what we're going to do, we're just going to play that right now, what she first said in roughly 2009 on the Sunrise program. In Australia, our laws do not allow us to use firearms for self-protection or protection of property. And I think that's trying to find a balance between public safety and the needs of shooters. Uh, In Australia, having a firearm is a right and not a privilege. We have to prove why we want a firearm, and I think that's legitimate. Well, there you go, guys. You can see uh, what she actually said on the Sunrise program that you heard her. It's a right not a privilege so what we're going to do now there was an interview uh, on a I think it was ABC not, not that, that she's the authority on it no but even she admits, you know, she admits <laughs> that it's a right it's not a privilege but yeah. anyway go on but Jason. it seems she's um, changed her position so there was an, uh, mm. uh, some media and audio surrounding an interview um, with which hopefully we're going to be doing an interview with Dr. Keston Green uh, he is a, a researcher who has done a lot of information on the effects of the regular from 1996 surrounding mass shootings uh, and I'm going to be talking to him purely about the effects of the regulation but Samantha Lee was also on there yep. and this is what she actually had to say uh, and how, she, how she's changed her tune in 2015. This is, this is a great interview Jason, um, we should play this whole interview on the on the show. Well we can't because it's too long but <laughs> what we're going to do is well, first of all we will address it later on but we're yep. going to play the, the, the part about the right versus privilege from the ABC interview and here it is right now. Well, it's quite a tremendous change in our gun laws in Australia. Uh, For example, there was no national registration or licensing system in Australia before that time. Uh, Various uh, laws were implemented, such as a national licensing and registration system, a genuine reason to own a firearm uh, in terms of uh, setting up a database to uh, attempt to trace and track firearms that move into different markets uh, and also with an overriding philosophy of safety to the community and that gun ownership is a privilege and not a right in Australia. A, a lot of- so there you go, guys. You've got Sam Lee saying now it's a privilege uh, to own firearms in Australia. So she's changed her position over the last couple of years and uh, the main reason is I think she's realised that it's, it doesn't uh, there's no advantage for her to tell, actually tell the truth and to say that it actually is a right <laughs> so I mean she, a lot of people have been saying it's a privilege it's uh, you know I mean, even members of our own community are constantly saying it's a privilege uh, you know they're saying it in error and maybe they don't even realise it and I'm hoping many of you guys will be able to correct people when, when you do hear that sort of stuff because, because we've really got to stop that sort of language uh, that sort of language belongs to the antis, and, and, and it's incorrect, and we should be the ones correcting the antis. So, I mean, now she's starting start, start to say it's a privilege, and she's realized that, uh, you know, this is a little bit more advantageous for her cause to say that it's a privilege and not a right. So this is why her rhetoric's changed. We're just going to go to a quick break here on AHP Digital, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Are you looking to buy your first gun safe? Perhaps you need more room for your prized collection. Lockaway Safes provides the world's most advanced anti-pry technology. The swing and slide system is truly revolutionary. Drop into your nearest Beretta dealer or visit lockawaysafes.com.au. Lockaway, the only serious choice in firearms protection. More and more Australians are being locked out of the bush and the beach. Campers, four-wheel drivers, hunters, fishers and other groups are being excluded from public land or forced to suffer more locked gates. 
Senator David Lionhelm from the Liberal Democrats has spoken out strongly against these closures and fights for access for all. Visit ldp.org.au. The Liberal Democrats. More freedom, less government. All right, going into our next segment is the apathetic shooter. All right, this one is very interesting. Now, it's probably going to upset a few people, so what we're going to do mm. is we're going to play some audio. This is actually, and Robert Borzak from the Shooters and Fishers Party did a uh, pretty good job here. Um, this was about uh, the NFA review. Yeah, as which, you know, guys, we've got currently got the NFA review on, and a, uh, I think the I think the SBS show, the feed. Yes, yes the feed. Yes, and, they, they, they've done a, um, a piece on this and uh, interviewed Robert Borsak and also a few people at a gun shop and Samantha Lee. And they also uh, showed uh, pictures, uh, Jason, from that lunch with John Howard. Yes. I think it was $350 a head. Or whatever it might be, yeah. and uh, it was just recent. What they did show is that a um, couple of comments from the people at the gun shop, customers, and all that. We're going to do our apathetic shooter. Well, we'll play a, a, a segment of it, and yeah. um, it was quite disappointing actually. And yeah. uh, I think particularly well, we gun might as well shop- say what it is first, anyway, because before they hear it, so they know what you're listening to. Uh, this one was from a customer. Uh, from Bankstown Gun Shop, yep, and also comments uh, from the. I, I presume he's the owner or employee, Steve Ballas. Steve Ballas, and um, it was very disappointing. Um, so we're going to play. You'll listen to a lot of it. We we'll probably wanted to put it in context, so we'll play a fair bit of it so you can have a listen to it. It's also got Michelle Fernando. You might remember her. Her sister shot her dad uh, from a firearm she was able to obtain from a a gun range, where she subsequently went and shot her dad's. I think. Um, yeah. So just have a listen, see what you think, and uh, we'll come back to it in just a few secs. With the National Firearms Agreement up for review next year, political parties from both sides are pushing for reforms. But licensed gun owners affected by the potential reforms say things are fine the way they are. I don't really see any need to change the firearms laws. They're fairly stringent and you know, um, controlled as they are now. Obviously the government might be thinking of tweaking a little you know, thing here or there, but everybody seems to be happy with the way that they are. I think Australia's got a really good balance uh, in its gun laws. It's not simple to get a licence, but it's not overly onerous. It it just takes a bit of patience and time. I think it's far too easy to get uh, guns in the US. I think if we ever had gun laws like that, we'd be in big trouble. All of the all right, guys. So you just heard, um, you know, what Steve Ballas had to say. So Muzz will go over it there. What I mean, he said pretty much said what did he say. He said, "Well, that, this is um, why Jason is our apathetic shooter for this show because at the end of the day, look, everyone's got a right to their opinion. That's fine. But if you're an employee or the owner of a gun shop or whatever you might be, or in the in the gun uh, industry of some type, I mean, you're not doing us any favors." by saying these sort of things like, oh, the gun laws are okay and everything's fine, everything's rosy, because you're just giving license for the Andes to say, oh, okay, then well, then maybe we need to restrict a little bit more and um, you'll be yeah. fine with that. These sort of things, they absolutely do nothing for us. So, uh, Steve Ballas, thanks for nothing, mate. Um, you know, and you, like I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. But, and what did he say uh, there? He it's said just that, very disappointing, um, Jason, that it's very disappointing that people in the industry can't say something positive and at least, at the very least, say, well, look, uh, the gun laws are a little bit onerous yeah. and 
it would be great if we if we can do something about it because they really target the wrong people. I mean, just something like that. Yeah. I mean, at least. But I'm not know. Maybe they they just cut out the really bad bits. Uh, uh really sorry, really good bits, and just put all the yeah. bad bits on. What he it said, must be a show after all. He said that people were basically what they say. Must they were happy with the. Uh, the current sort of the yeah the current gun laws basically. Well, that, I mean, apparently um, he's assumed that he's speaking for everyone. He's saying, "Oh, everyone's happy with the gun laws." I mean, I don't know who he's hanging out with, but a lot <laughs> of people I talk yeah. to they're saying this the gun laws are rubbish. Yeah, and, so, th- and and then it went on to and what we're seeing from here, I can only see the back of the guy in the video we're watching now. He was but, one of the customers. Yeah, he was a customer, and then the customer actually this this actually made things a whole lot worse. He basically said, you know, it's not onerous to get a license, but it's not easy, but it's not hard, which is yeah. I'd agree yeah. with that and then he said he proceeded to then throw us majorly under the bus mm. by saying oh well if we had gun laws like america that that'd be bad and oh i'd be we'd be in serious trouble, trouble. <laughs> i mean like just serious <laughs> this sort of stuff i mean these guys are, you know why would you have that guy interviewed in your gun shop saying this sort of thing that's going to go on national well, in fairness, television in fairness to the gun shop they may not have control over that but they did have control over what the people at the store say I mean, if you can't support, look, me seriously, I have bought a lot of items before from this gun shop, and this is just my decision personally. I will not buy any more stuff from people that can't support our gun rights. I mean, that's just me personally. I'm not advocating for anyone to do the same thing, but I will not buy products from people that can't say positive things that are are going to work in our favour. If I had a gun shop and someone was in the shop and they wanted to any one of my customers, they I'm guessing they probably would have had to have some permission uh, to, to do in the gun shop. I would have put an end to it straight away. I would have said, I need to know what you're going to say prior to, to yeah. any, any audio. And if it was, wasn't in, in, in line with what I think, I'd either put an end to it straight away or I'd be straight on social media or emailing people saying, well, you know, this was a setup. I don't think like this and try and get some sort of statement out. But the interesting part is... You know, if the interesting part is that people don't want them changed. They said people don't. People are happy with the current laws. Well, my my question, I guess, to Bankstown Gunshop well, would said. be, yeah, my question to Bankstown Gunshop would be, let's say tomorrow uh, the NFA review came back. You know, pump shotguns went to a category A and semi-automatic yeah. shotguns. Would Bankstown Gunshop therefore not sell those firearms? Of course, they would sell them. Oh, it's so God. hypocritical. I mean, if they were allowed to sell an AR-15 tomorrow, they'd be selling it to you. Yeah. It's just unbelievable and to say, oh, well, the, you know, the, the gun you know, laws yeah, are fine you, and you're everyone's you're happy. Well, I mean, I can't believe this stuff. You know, these are, these, this hypocritical sort of stuff, it just really gets me riled up. These are the, the first people that would be selling you an AK-47 if they were allowed to. Yeah, yeah. You know, Very it's unbelievable. But when you say things like this, you're not doing shooters any favour. Frankly, it's disappointing. Frankly, me personally, like Mars, I won't be purchased anything from Banktown Gun Shop or any of these people that decide to say things like this because it's just not helping shooters. Like we said, you're entitled to your opinion, mm. but if it's not gonna, if it's not good or it's going to affect adversely affect shooters in any way, um, uh, simply sh- don't say anything. Don't yeah. be on the media. I mean, if you can't say anything that's going to be positive. Yeah. To, and, and help our cause and don't say anything. I yeah. mean, it's just... And you've only got to go on their Facebook page as well. There's been, not only myself, there's a lot of people that have gone on there and give them one-star oh, people, reviews. Oh, people have been really... Um, scathing, really. Scathing, oh, exactly, on social media of, uh, of these comments. So, 
Anyway, what can you do? It happens. But that's, uh, you know, this month's apathetic shooter. All right, guys, I wanted to want to do a bit of a shout out. This is a good one. We're going to run a bit of advertising for them now. Uh, there was a guy that I know on Facebook. Uh, some people, you know, gave me a bit of criticism yep. for this, which I thought was uncalled for technically. Um, there was a guy that I know on Facebook. Never met him before. I only corresponded with him via Facebook. Uh, seems like a nice guy. Basically, he lives in a, a small country town or a town in, Mel- in uh, Victoria. Mm. Uh, someone came in, stole his guns uh, when he was at the gun range, and basically we I set up like a crowdfunding campaign, but who came to the party, which was awesome, he actually had a spiker sticker on the safe. Now, to be very 100% clear about this, the, sp- the, the, the gun safe was not a spiker. It was not a spiker safe. It was an eBay safe. I put them on my Facebook page. Uh, people were commenting saying, well, this is not a good look for Spiker. Just to be clear again, it's not a Spiker safe. Spiker contacted me directly. They wanted the details of the person uh, that had their gun stolen. And they actually provided, uh, God bless their souls, a safe to the guy that had his gun stolen. Uh, we had a massive response. Then we had Lockaway Safes. Josh from Lockaway Safes yep. uh, uh, emailed me as well and then spoke to him literally. Literally, Lockaway had a safe in this guy's house that had his gun stolen the same day. I mean, what? Yeah. how amazing is that? So I offered them basically some free advertising for a couple of months to support their business. Uh, those two companies are the only companies that I'll use now. I mean, my personally, my safe is a spiker. Um, has my pistols, my shotguns in there. Yep. It's all. It's an all-in-one safe. Uh, it's a good safe. And I mean, those two companies, guys, have a look at their you know their businesses. We're going to be running some ads for them. You know, I just wanted to say thanks to Lockaway and Spiker because mate, that is just awesome. Like, literally the same day. I mean, it's you- just great how they help that they help this person out. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And uh, look, fantastic. And uh, he he was really shocked. Hey, eh, Jason. Re- yeah, absolutely. Very and surprised. And uh, yeah extremely thankful so yeah good on you guys from spiker and Lockaway. yeah and i'm actually just looking actually literally just tonight mars actually um i'm actually looking at a photo uh of the guy that had his gun stolen um and he's in front of his spiker safe and his Lockaway safe and he just sent me another message uh, i got a message from another guy on yep. facebook saying he was as uh, an alarm installer and he said jace hey man the boys are here installing the alarm system at the moment they are a bunch of great guys can you please thank spiker for me uh, here is a picture of the safe with me in front of it as requested. So I'm going to put that up on the Facebook page um, in the next day or two. And, um, you know, so we had people, and then we had a guy who had three guns. He uh, he, he would... Uh, yeah, he donated. Uh, he donated yeah. well, one gun out of the uh, that collection. He yep. said, pick which one you want. If you get a twenty two and a uh, combination gun and a few other things. I mean, how awesome is that? I think the I guy had... Um, seven out of the 11 guns stolen the only reason they didn't get the other four was because he was at the range shooting them otherwise they would have got the whole lot yeah i mean it's just amazing some people were criticizing on facebook saying and i know this guy didn't have insurance is it stupid yeah of course it is you know i mean i've got insurance mother's got contents insurance either get your double s double a insurance or make sure your contents insurance covers your firearms for sporting goods yep. and covers your collection make sure there's no limit on your sporting goods yep. and some people will say well he, he deserved it if he you know didn't have insurance listen he knows he, he screwed up yeah, yeah. Do, I, I didn't this need... is a case of really bad luck and yeah uh, and, and people and... wanted to say that you know like they wanted to say you know put him down and say oh well you know he didn't have insurance do you think he doesn't know that he screwed up you think yeah. he doesn't know that he should oh, have yeah. had insurance now you think he's not hurting enough i didn't need to lay the boot in yeah you know again he already knows that so he's already got some insurance now he's got two safes there 
Um, you know, and at Lockerway, I said, came and installed it, and then Spiker provided the safe to me. And what a great bunch of safe companies! Unbelievable. Yeah, I was actually overwhelmed by um, how um, the generosity of people out there, especially all, all, the, all the shooters. And I mean, let's face it, Jason. I mean, well, out of all the all the minority groups in the country, all the all the people in certain groups in Australia, we are probably some of the most laid back people in the country, yeah. and probably too laid back, you know, because we're not. We don't do enough for ourselves. Yeah. But here's a moment where we really uh, reached out and helped out w- yeah. one of our and own. Lo- so some people were like, oh, I'm not donating to this. This is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, sorry, that attitude's piss poor. You know, I'd hope, you know, someone would help me out if I fell, you know, foul of if someone's stealing my staff or just people just to help out, even just, you know, moral support, you know, uh, verbal support, you know. But people were like, oh, I'm not crowdfunding. That's ridiculous. This guy's almost like he deserved it. I mean, but the, for the good people that donated, for the people that, like, the guy here that installed an alarm system at his at his house, that um, Spiker, Lockaway, these are the companies that I support. So you will be hearing you know ads for them uh, in the future. And all the people that helped out, that donated a firearm or wanted to help, thank you very much. I'm sure the guy appreciates it very much, and I will let him know. So uh, thanks, guys, and I do appreciate it. Now, guys, um, as you know, a lot of a lot of things have changed politically in this country, and. Uh, Everyone obviously knows by now that uh, Tony Abbott's been axed from the top job and Malcolm Turnbull's the new Prime Minister. Now, as soon as this happened, a lot of people were uh, worried about, oh my God, what's going to happen to the NFA? Uh, are our gun laws going to change? Is, is Turnbull a pro or anti-gun? So we've got some um, bit of paperwork here that we dug up uh, to give you a bit of an insight uh, whether or not Malcolm Turnbull's pro or anti-gun. And this is uh, him talking to Murdoch over guns. So um, this is when he was coalition communications spokesman. Malcolm Turbull, uh, and this is, uh, sorry, this comes from uh, Judith Island uh, from, uh, I've got it here, smh.com. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, and this is back in December 17th. Uh, 2012. So Malcolm Turnbull could um, uh, could get media mogul Rupert Murdoch on the phone, but via Twitter, millions of other people have been able to see their conversation. A tweet sent from Coalition Frontbencher to the media mogul over the weekend supporting tighter gun laws in the United States um, has been retweeted more than 2,400 times with more than 1,000 favourites as, as of Monday morning. On Monday, Mr. Turnbull estimated the tweet would now be on several million devices. Okay. So, uh, on Saturday, in the wake of the shooting in Connecticut where 26 people were killed at the elementary school, Mr. Turnbull replied to a tweet by Mr. Murdoch. Mr. Murdoch says, Terrible news today. When will politicians find courage to ban automatic weapons? As in Oz after similar tragedy, Mr. Murdoch said. Okay, so Malcolm Turnbull uh, tweeted back to him saying... um, I suspect they will find the courage when Fox News enthusiastically campaigns for it. So, yeah, so, uh, so he's uh, pointing to the uh, fact that uh, Mal- uh, Murdoch owns Fox News. Uh, but anyway, uh, Turnbull is definitely uh, in support of gun control. Make, make no mistake about it. So I don't think we're going to get any favours uh, from the new Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull. And um, he is uh, on record saying that you know, he supports tough gun laws. So that's uh, that's from um, you know uh, back in 2012. I'm pretty sure his position uh, may not have changed. So you know we can only hope, but you never know. Um, so there you go, guys. Um, so you know lots lots changed. Polit- a lot of has changed politically, and uh, the NFA review is still uh, happening. But some decisions, apparently, Jason, have been made. Now, in reference to the Adler shotgun, 
guys, a lot of you guys have been posting your photos on Facebook for the, with the Adler. And uh, mm. there's mixed reviews. I mean, some people think it's great. Others think yes. it needs work. Yep. Yep. It needs refinement. Now, I'm, I've, got, I've paid for mine. I've got my PTA. I've got everything. I'm just waiting for it to come in. There's a whole bunch of people at my local gun shop that have already uh, gone there before me. So I just have to wait. And I think it's coming in the next shipment, Jason. So I'm eagerly yep. awaiting my Adler. Believe me, I can't wait for it. Yep. But um, a lot of you guys have been posting... Some of the things that people already done with their gun, Jace, it's fantastic. I mean, they've yeah. um, they've coated it, they've painted it, they've modded it, they've put rails on it. It's just they look absolutely awesome. It looks like a great gun to have fun with. Some have uh, even modified it to the seven shot. Now I'm not sure. I presume that's legal in some states because yeah. there's no. Other, I'm pretty sure there's no magazine capacity. Yep. On those Category A firearms or under 10 rounds. So that's something we're going to research, actually, Mario, for uh, yep. for the next show. And some people are saying, oh, you're posting a photo of a seven-shot yeah, yeah, some people are not happy with that and all that. Look, I, I, I'm all for you guys being proud of your firearms and posting your firearms. I wouldn't want you to not post your firearms on Facebook and, you know, be be proud and loud. I but also, don't tell, keep your security important. Don't yep. only tell your closest friends where you live. Like me, exactly. I've got a post office box. I don't get anything sent to my house. Yep. It all goes to my post office box. Only my, only my people that I really like and care about know where I live. So that's And important. also, if you are putting pictures of something on Facebook or social media that, that is questionable or you think it might be questionable, right, don't put it up. It's that simple. If you know it's legal, you know it's fine, and you know it's all above board, then fine, put it up. I mean, be be proud of your guns. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, security is very important, like Jason said. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so at the Adler, okay. So uh, quite a bit bit of news on the Adler, and just recently, uh, we've got a actually a brand new post from Noya. Uh, Noya. Noya. Sorry, Noya. Noya. What the hell's Noya? My apologies. Rob <laughs> Noya. Apologies, Rob. Noya Imports. <laughs> I hope it's in Iowa. <laughs> all right. So this is the news for all you guys who are eagerly awaiting your Adler or already have one in your hot little hands. Okay. Confiscation, no compensation. This is uh, just recently came out um, uh, on uh, one of the Facebook posts. So the situation, the review of the Adler, seven-shot lever-action shotgun is complete, they say. Federal Justice Minister Michael Keenan has advised that the National Firearms Weapons and Policy Working Group have recommended the police ministers uh, around Australia that the lever-action shotgun with a magazine capacity greater than five to be moved to Category D. Okay. So if you... Um, and apparently- saying... The, one question, let me, go, let, me, let me go in there, because this is the interesting part. I know this one came from Shooters and Fishers Parties, Robert Borzak. Yep. Um, I'm just not sure... It's, well, I'm talking from New South Wales here. There's no seven-shot Adlers unless people have altered them that are here in New South Wales or across the country unless they've been altered. They only yep. approve the five-shot. So if the five-shot is moved to which it should be the only gun really that's in the country yeah. is moving to category B I'm not sure where the buyback is actually going to take place because it, you know if it's if it's a buyback for category D there's no seven shotters and if they're not going to let a seven shot into the country unless it's category D well then they won't have to buy any back cuz nobody will have any anyway so yeah. I'm not really sure Yeah I'm not I'm a bit confused around I'm it confused, too Jason yeah. so I mean it's uh there's a lot more information to come out I think so but I guess the positive news is that the gun is not banned outright. Okay, so that's the positive news, uh, which is uh, which is good. But uh, really, 
I'm really disappointed. Yeah, they, watch with, out for those two extra shots, man. Yeah, They're that, really those important, two extra you know? shots oh, make wow. it a carrier D. You know, make, makes you a, you know mass murderer. Those two extra shots. But anyway, it, okay. So the police ministers are meeting on November fifth to consider the recommendation. This is despite, okay, uh, the National Firearms Working Group and the minister's own technical experts highlighting that there was no new technology present in the Adler or any other lever-action shotgun. Okay, so what does this mean? This places seven-shot lever-action shotguns in the same category as highly restricted uh, semi-automatic rifles. This uh, policy is based on emotion and not substantiated by any technical or ballistic evidence, the report says. Okay, so confiscation or no compensation. This is the part I'm just reading out, Jason. There is no recommendation for a buyback or compensation for individuals that lawfully own lever-action shotguns with a magazine capacity greater than five shots. Okay. But there shouldn't be any anyway. And I don't think they're referring just to the Adler there. Oh, maybe the IAC. Maybe the IAC, yes. Maybe so, we should get emails. If you've got a voicemail or yep. an email, I used to have an IAC 1887, so let us know how many uh, shots the IAC yep. take. Is it a five-shot magazine with one up the spout? Is it six? I mean, I think let us know. I'm not sure, yeah. Okay, so what can I do? Okay, this is what, what it says, and, I, and I've been advocating for this all the time. And as you know, Jason, me and you are um, uh, strong... Um, Activists, when it comes to writing to politicians and uh, calling up, uh, you know, spe- speaking our mind on, on our gun rights. So, what can I do? It's time to step up and let your police minister and premier know that Australian shooters have had enough. Licensed firearm owners should seek meetings with, with and register their objection with every state police minister and premier in their local state member of parliament. Okay, so this also has the context for all the uh, state police ministers and um, premiers. Uh, so, wherever, whatever state you might be, this um, has the uh, information to contact your police minister and premier, and I urge you guys to do so. Okay, so these people need to see sense that they yep. these are the ones that are going to implement at state level the gun laws. So you need to voice your opinions. As I always said, Jason, it only takes 10 minutes to change the country. It does. Okay, 10 minutes of your time. There's 800,000 of us in the country, gun owners. If you, if you know uh, friends that are apathetic and they don't do anything about their rights, let them know. Write a little letter to the police minister, the police minister. I strongly and, and object. All... I strongly object to any kind of banning of the Adler, seven shot yeah. or otherwise. It is a legal rifle under Category A, and I and I urge you to uh, not back the recommendations presented by the federal government. I thought a couple of years ago too that uh, the the Adler or the AMB are basically the same. So what, what's the point of moving? You know, the, the shotgun from a Category A to Category B, it's still accessible for, you know, 90... Well, everyone. well that was on Robert Borsak's uh, post. Post, on, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On, uh, on Facebook. I'm yeah. not sure, uh, you know, how that Obviously, they've been hearing whisperings and musings yeah. going on in Parliament. I'm not sure how uh, that is going to work. I think the gun should still remain a Category A. I mean, it's un- mm. <laughs> all shotguns are Category A. Yeah, what's the point so, of making it a Category B? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But again, or if you don't know who your police minister is, Yep. Right. I know the people, and we will address this on the next show, they're having massive troubles in uh, Queensland with uh, the police minister, uh, Joanne Miller. Uh, yep. they've, she's refusing to meet with uh, oh, shooting yes. groups. She's yeah. refusing to meet with... Uh, well, Aussie Reviews has posted a lot about this, and uh, they're having a lot of trouble with her um, in Queensland. So, yeah. yeah. Go on, Jess. And, um, yeah. 
I'm sure so disrespected. We did a previous show with Gary Breit, uh, sorry Gary Brightkreutz, Gary Brightkreutz from uh, Canada. Really nice guy, and um, uh, she also refused to meet Gary. I mean, a sitting member of Parliament. Uh, he's he obviously now actually towards the election. Um, it's 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 come up as well. So he's actually retiring. But I mean, he was a member of you know um, Parliament, and uh, she refused to meet a Commonwealth country member of Parliament. So this is a sort of crap we're dealing with in Queensland so look up Joanne Miller send her an email and yep. say you don't speak for me we're not going to tolerate any you know uh, restrictions on the Adler shotgun or any any firearms laws uh, any at restrictions all. at all I mean look we've got enough of restrictions in the country as it is I mean it's just unbelievable so yeah anyway so guys uh, if you already got a, an Adler you know what Send us a voicemail. Yeah, let us know how Tell it goes. Tell us about it. I have had this. Are you happy be, with it? Yeah, Aussie Reviews, nice guy. He did a uh, review on it. Uh, it was a bit hard. He stood on the lever. Some guys saying they're, they're silky as butter. Some people are having problems. There seems to be a mixture of different sort of problems with the mm. Adler. I mean, it's only 750 800 bucks. I mean, I'm not sure what you can exactly expect from it, you know, realistically. But, you know, some people are really stoked with it. Some people are not as stoked. So, you know, send us in a voicemail. Let us know what your Adler's like. Give us a rundown. We'll play it on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We've also got coming up now what we're going to play now. There's an interesting one. Uh, and I think I just, I've got to say, right, and I've, I've had a few emails about this saying it was great. I called up. Muzz called me one night and goes, oh, you know, Minister Greg, Environment Minister Greg Hunt is on 2GB with Steve Price. Call up, call up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, are you calling up? And then I said, yep, I'll call up. So I called up. The lady answered the phone. I said, no, we're going to talk about croc hunting, why he doesn't like it. Um, And you're going to hear the audio, and I think it's really great what I had to say. I think I hit the nail on the head. I talked about Anyway. You can listen to it. Here's what Here's I actually Jason asked. Jason on 2GB. Yeah, asking the minister. Ray Price and... Uh... No, Steve Price. Sorry. <laughs> this is not the Parramatta Eels. That's I Ray know. Price. This is um, no, Steve Price. Steve Price, my apologies. Yeah, and my question to the Environment Minister, Greg Hunt. Here it is. Jason's online. How are you, Jason? Yep, thanks, Steve. Thank you my call. Hi, Minister Hunt. How are you going? G'day. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed. I wanted, just wanted to find out why you're opposed, uh, opposed sorry, to... Uh, crocodile hunting in the Northern Territory. I'm actually speaking to some elders in the next couple of weeks uh, about the uh, rise in crocodile numbers there and why we wouldn't allow people to come into the country, pay a hefty fee for crocodiles that are already going to be culled by park rangers uh, anyway. So I'm not sure why we're leaving uh, their carcasses to rot. Uh, We can bring people in. This would give a huge boost to our Aboriginal uh, a community in the Northern Territory. As I understand, it's supported by a number of people in the Northern Territory government. Um, this money could go back into health, education, uh, and the elders supported in the Northern okay. Territory. Okay, so Minister. My question is, it's not cruel and barbaric, so why do you keep saying that? Sure, look, uh, the first thing is um, uh, yeah, I've taken a very strong stand internationally on the, uh, the hunting of elephants and the hunting of lions. I need to be upfront about that. Uh, in large measure, it's about uh, consistency, and secondly, there were concerns with uh, the plan that uh, the NT government put forward. Now, they uh, might well be in a position um, under uh, what's called a one-stop shop agreement to make that decision for themselves, and uh, we're looking to strike that agreement, and uh, then they'll be able to do and make uh, their own assessment. Thank you for that, Jason. Just so there you heard Jason uh, speaking with Environment Minister Greg Hunt on 2GB. Well done, Jason. You've done a really good job. So, the, um, so I mean, I want to go through a couple of points here. So 
He's got a strong stand on uh, stance on hunting. He's uh, the I elephants and the uh, ideologically opposed to uh, hunting. I guess I, only the majestic animals. Yeah, and of it's course. about consistency. <laughs> and it's about consistency. You want to, you know, I'd be ideologically opposed to all the really uh, popular animals. I guess you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, and because of his personal views, I guess uh, the Aboriginal community has to suffer. Uh, yeah. Financially, and uh, the uh, Northern Territory has to suffer financially, and it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that uh, a minister's, I guess, ideological personal views uh, trumps trumps the, um, I guess, the traditional values of Aboriginal communities. Yeah. And these, are, like we said before, <laughs> these are animals they're going to cull anyway. Park rangers yep. are going to go in there and cull these animals. We're going to get nothing from them. In fact, it's actually going to cost us money. Right, because we have to have people go in there to to cull these animals. That's uh, costing us money in wages, insurances. Uh, obviously, you know, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we bring it in? We get more money for schools, more money for hospitals. Supported by the Aboriginal community, you know, supported by the NT government, hoping they can strike a deal with the federal government. Yep. Why not? Well, you posed a great question, and Steve Price uh, acknowledged that. Yeah. Uh, when when you finished uh, your question, Jason, and but the but the scoop of this uh, this little uh, um, soundbite, the scoop was that he mentioned that the NT government are going to be able to allow it anyway through this one uh, one stop shop, shop agreement, what whatever the hell is that? whatever that is. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, but he said that they'll be able to approve it uh, themselves anyway, which is great news. For the NT government. So if you're listening and you're in the Northern Territory and you know anything about this mm. and if it will go ahead or not, uh, please uh, send us an email or a voicemail or anything like that. We'd love to know. So it, it is it is the uh, good bit of news there, Jason. So it looks like the NT government will eventually be able to do this themselves. All right, now it's uh, Mario's turn. Um, this one, what was this one, Muzz? This was well. This was a while ago, while Tony Abbott was actually still prime minister, and yeah. he was really lagging in the polls. So I actually uh, rang and spoke to Andrew Bolt and uh, Steve, Steve Price, Price yep. and uh, I really wanted to voice my concerns about how the Liberals were constantly attacking the conservative right wing voter base and with with uh, certain policies. So anyway, we'll play this little soundbite, guys, and uh, this was me uh, pointing out. Some of the things that the Liberals are failing on and fighting for your rights. Come back and get an update with you shortly, Mario. On uh, you, Mario. Yes, g'day, Steve, Andrew. Great show. Listen to you guys all the time. Well done. Thanks, man. Uh, I might give you a different perspective. Look, I believe Tony Abbott's doing really bad because um, uh, he's doing bad in the polls because he has, I think, largely abandoned and constantly attacks the conservative right-wing voter base constantly. And uh, look, for example, his failure of failure on eighteen C. Um, Greg Hunt's ban on croc hunting in the NT, completely unnecessary. Jason Wood's ban on lion imports, completely unnecessary again. A ban on imports on the new Adler shotgun, completely unnecessary. Associating law-abiding gun owners with terrorism, again, unnecessary. Lack of courage to have some real spending cuts. I mean... Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. The, all those first issues, I don't really think cost many votes, to be honest. I know they really offend some people. I don't think they cost many votes. On the lack of courage of spending cuts, they showed a lot of courage and they nearly died. Uh, for a start, you have to get them through the Senate. What does, what's the Senate comprised of? A lot of populists and, and uh, Labor and the Greens who are absolutely determined to kick the government in the teeth for every spending cut it proposes. Well, Andrew, it's not a question of lack of courage, not at all. Well, Andrew, That's the if problem. I... 
if well, Andrew, if I may mention, let me tell you, I'm I'm a gun owner, and I know a lot of people around my circles, and they are mm-hmm. absolutely furious with Tony Abbott, and that that is a constituency that is almost one single, million one million a, Australians. Yeah, but that's a single issue. Well, let me tell no, you, Andrew, I mean, they're, 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 they're very angry. They're the very angry of, in the context of the economy, trying to retire the debt keep jobs increasing, do something about the lack of manufacturing jobs, all of the important things. Well, You might be angry about your gun, but well, are, it's, are you it's so not, angry not that about simple. your gun no, that you're happy not that simple, for guys. Labor to go back into office? No, guys, listen, it's not that simple. People will just not put up... It is. No, people will not put up. Lose, they'll be back in government. People are angry. They will not put up being told well, how to live their lives anymore, especially okay. around around gun owner community. I'm telling you, the people are angry. Now you can either choose right. to oh, leave yeah, them take it from or not. Uh, take your word for it, Mario. Twenty to nine. Yeah, so um, there you go. Um, anyway, uh, guys, uh, I uh, wanted to point that out because. I think it's something that doesn't uh, get said enough. I mean, they're constantly, constantly taking us. I mean, Jason Wood, with all these lion hunting, uh, crap, you know, yeah. crap that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, Minister Hunt, like again, crocodile hunting, lion hunting. Elephant uh, hunting. Elephant hunting, all this, you know, everything to attack the conservative right-wing voter base. And, uh, look... Simple things like freedom of speech, they went to went to water on that one. They just completely gave up on it. Uh, something that's uh, I, be, I believe very strongly in. But look, and and that's what it and comes he down to. Like he discounted us a fair bit, didn't you? Like oh, like basically, I think yeah, it was Andrew. He was talking about, oh, you're not happy because you don't have your gun. Or yeah, or whatever no, he goes, oh, the general public, you know, you know, they're not really voting on guns. That's the, that's the provision. Yeah, of basically I mean, what he said. You know, who would you rather? He says, you know, Bill, Bill Shorten. Well, you know, I wanted to point out that. <laughs> The, the gun-owning community is angry. I mean, we're, we're really pissed off at, you know, what the government is doing. They're just always constantly trying to bait us or constantly trying to somehow marginalise us. And uh, I wanted to point, I wanted to make, make that point on radio. So I hope I've, I've done a pretty good job. So anyway, there you go, guys. And um, now, uh, Jason, I also, now we've got a really uh, good treat for you guys. Um, <laughs> Which one's this? <laughs> Now, there was also a good bit of audio regarding uh, Neil Breen on the yeah. weekend show of TUE. TUE, yep, with now, Donald now Trump. This, yeah, this was about, we'll, we'll play the whole thing, I think. Oh, no, we did, did they play the audio? But basically, Donald Trump is out yeah. you know, supporting gun laws. This was about the NRA. Um, so, Muzz called me up and said, call up. Uh, so, I was pretty much, I think... Two after Muzz. If Muzz, we'll actually play the audio because Muzz, I think Muzz did a great job. Muzz, like, really asked him a lot of questions, uh, really sort of put him in his place. And he actually gave you a really good, uh, a lot yeah, of time. He, he gave me a lot of uh, airtime as well. But what was good about the, this show is a lot of pro gunners mm. called up. And, uh, and I he, called up after that, yeah. and I don't think I did that really, really good. He basically started saying, you know, Charlton Heston was a crazy nutter, and <laughs> he and done his best to try I and said, make well, he's us popular. Out. I yeah. said, well, he's popular. Yeah. He's done his best. <laughs> I mean, these radio, you understand, these radio presenters, yeah. they always will do their best to make you. And then he basically um, said, well, they, I think he said, I'm sure he said he only had like eight million members of the NRA. Well, why are they so powerful? Because, yeah. like we said, they don't they don't say what go- they're doing. What the members want, the members have the power. The members Members are saying this is the direction we want to take. They're having their input. Um, so what we're going to do, first off, we're going to play Mario's yep. audio, which was really good, and then we'll probably play my secondary audio, which was not as good as Mario's. <laughs> well, you'll hear, you'll hear also some audio from another listener. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there was a couple of pro-gun yes. people that, uh, that ran Because there was a guy, I think, yeah. after after you. Anyway, it, it's, yeah. a, it's, a good bit, it's a good bit of fun, so have a listen, guys. I hope you really enjoy this. Hello, Mario. Hello, John. Hi. 
Mate, you're on. Go ahead. Oh, I'm on. Okay, no worries. You were speaking earlier about uh, Donald Trump. And, I was, uh, and his gun control proposal. Yes, yes. Uh, the reason why, I just wanted to main, fill you in, you may not be aware, uh, already mm. I think 45 states have right to carry laws. Sure. To some extent or another. So that, that's why he's proposing it uh, as, as a federal law, because I think uh, the vast majority of Americans will be in support of it, and I think it's a good idea. You think it's a good idea? Well, I'd have to suggest, uh, as a counterpoint to your argument, that it's a good idea that the freedom to bear arms, which is enshrined in their constitution, actually imposes upon them uh, a 10 times per capita greater risk of being killed by a gun. Well, well, uh, on the other side of it, the reason why a lot of these states are doing it is because I think Florida was the first state back in the 90s to uh, enact uh, right-to-carry laws. And, no, no, no. Uh, the whole the whole country has a right to carry arms. Like the freedom to bear arms is national. Yeah, yeah. You're, talk, uh, yeah, you're John, talking about concealed carry of guns. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So you've got concealed carry laws, right? And the reason why, well, when they enacted them first in Florida, people thought, oh, well, we're going to have gunfights in the streets all the time. But it didn't actually happen. What happened is the, that crime actually fell. It fell considerably. And and then that's why other states have uh, in turn uh, duplicated these laws. But and, I'd, re- and, I'd, I'd reiterate to you yeah. that you are 10 times more likely per capita to be murdered by a gun in the United States compared with Australia. The freedom to bear arms is not a freedom by any rational definition. Yeah, I understand what, what you're saying, John, but uh, even in the United States in the world, world terms, it's not even in the top 100 when it comes to gun crime. It's not even in the top 100. Countries well, who's like, right, us or them? Well, what respect uh, would you uh, do? You talk about you talk about the culture, or you talk about the firearms? It's the it's both of those things, mate. If you don't have access to the guns as readily, then fewer people are going to get shot. That's how it is. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but gun crime in general across the Western world, whether you've got access to guns or not, has been falling, and that's statistically correct, even in the United States. So the, the argument that you have more guns means you're going to have more gun crime, it, 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 it doesn't work, and it's not factually correct. And even since 96, since we had the gun buybacks, we have, we've got more gun owners now in Australia than ever before, more firearms in lawful legal hands than ever before, but we've got less gun crime than ever before. Exactly, so, and that's because the rank and file of our society are not walking out around in society now with concealed carry weapons. I'm going to leave you there, Mario. Yeah, Thanks John, for the call. John, mm-hmm. John yeah. but what I was going to say, what you're talking about with concealed carry, you're talking about lawful, legal gun ownership that is used for self-defense. You're not talking about criminals out there who are dealing drugs and, and uh, doing all this gun crime and defending their turf, which is primarily the main source of all the gun crime in America is the drug trade. And yeah, look, and, not- what, and what I said previously was that the best thing about our gun laws is that it reduces, because legal gun ownership is, is absolutely okay as far as I'm concerned, but what I want to see is no or grossly reduced, limited accidental deaths from firearms, and you can do that by locking them up. And I also want to see fewer crimes of passion because if you've got a loaded gun behind the door and you lose your temper, bad things are going to happen, mate. Right. There could be an argument for that. I absolutely understand what you're saying. But where our gun laws fail is the prohibition on certain firearms, which has opened up a massive market for illegal firearms in this country. And and that's what we've got a problem with. Now, a lot of people would agree with John Howard's laws and saying, oh, it's made made us a safer country. But the problem with the laws is, is that I do agree in terms of the responsible ownership of the firearms, 
but the laws go too far in terms of the prohibition of certain firearms because we've got a massive illegal firearm market in this country. And if you're a lawful legal gun owner, uh, once you uh, uh, have been vetted and have gone through the process of getting your license and becoming uh, a gun owner, what gun you own after that doesn't really make any difference because every gun in the wrong hands is dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree with you about that, Mario. Thanks for the call, mate. I've got to move on because time is ticking in one direction only. G'day, Scott. All right, mate, mate. That was unbelievable. Look, can you explain to me why a man in Manhattan in a two-bedroom unit has the right to own enough firearms for a small army? And that's basically what they have in America. If the NRA didn't get um, so many votes and have such a powerful influence in elections, their gun laws would be no different to ours. It's just that the NRA have so much power that they can't change it. So that last guy is just kidding himself. It's, it's exactly right. It's crimes of passion. It's nine-year-old children finding a gun in a drawer and shooting their sister. It's all this sort of stuff that could be avoided. For him to say that you can just get a gun anyway illegally, mate, I wouldn't have a clue where to buy a gun. I don't walk down to my my corner Walmart and buy a packet of chewing gum and a, and a handgun you know, like you can in America. I know, it does It, it does open your eyes when you go into Kmart and they've got guns for sale in Kmart. It's, so it, what, yeah. How is he comparing, how is he, that guy saying that it's not the gun laws, it's not the fact they've got them that's causing them to be the shooting? John, I mean, John can, can I reply? The guy's the guy kidding himself. Like, John, like John can I reply? We, we have uh, like a tracksuit section and a, a, you know, a soccer ball section. They've got a gun section. Like, that's just wrong. <laughs> I know, and the evidence is in, mate, because of what I keep saying about how much more likely, 10 times more likely per capita to be killed if you live in the United States. Buy a gun. Mate, I've got to leave you there because uh, there's plenty of calls on the board, but thank you, Scott, for being a voice of reason. All right, guys, we just heard Mars. What was that? That was um, uh, 2UE? That was, uh, yeah, 2UE with uh, uh, Ben Cadogan, I think. No, Neil Breen? No, it wasn't. Not Neil Breen? I keep getting those two guys mixed <laughs> no. up. Anyway. John, sorry, John Cadogan. John Cadogan. It. it was John Cadogan. Yeah. So you heard me uh, speak, and then you heard a guy uh, speak after. His name uh, Scott. Was, he was named Scott. And you know what? Scott is a typical left-wing nutjob who completely did not address the points that I made and completely misrepresented uh, my arguments. And he talks about... Crimes of passion. Nine-year-old kids. Nine-year-old kids. Kmart buying guns. Kmart, all this, all this stuff. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, we used to be able to buy guns in Kmart too in Australia. No one ever got shot in Kmart. I mean, it's just crazy. And then I'm glad that um, and you, you'll listen to he's this He's kidding soon. himself, he said. <laughs> he's kidding himself, he's going. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. And he says, oh, if it wasn't for the NRA, well, guess what? Yeah. NRA is made up of members, yeah. Americans, people. That you know, that vote with their wallets, that vote with their um, yeah. with their voices. And, and the interesting and, part and is, that, this is this is what America is. You know, this is what it is. Yeah, and you're going to hear me too. I'm just about to come on too. He and he basically, like even Scott says, they're so powerful. Yet apparently, and then he says to me, and you'll hear it in a minute, that the NRA are basically a crackpot, right wing crackpot group. Yet there, in that interview with Muzz and that yeah. Scott guy, they're basically the NRA is so powerful. They had they win elections. They they they. It hinges on who the NRA backs, so they are powerful. Yet he says to me in the next breath, you know, they're right-wing crackpots, you know, Charlton Heston's basically crazy. I said, well, he's popular. It's just crazy. I think Muzz did a very good job on this one. I don't think I did a good job. I think mine was average. But what I want to point out too, Jason, is you've got to understand the argument from the other side 
is always an emotional-based argument. Like, oh, tell me why does a guy in Manhattan need an arsenal? And it's all yeah. about, oh, you don't need this, you don't need that. It's like they know better than you. It's yeah. like they, they should have the authority authority to decide yeah. for you. You know, like, and it's always an, emo- you an emotion-based three? argument. Oh, well, you know, it's a crime of passion. Because mm. uh, that happens all the time. People just shoot each just, family members all the time, don't it's they? It's just Ridiculous. absolutely rubbish. And he's saying, oh, you're 10 times more likely to get shot in America. That's like saying you're 10 times more likely to win the lotto guess what if you actually were 10 times more likely to win the lotto you still got no chance to win in the lotto because <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know yeah. it's just this crazy it's stuff a fictitious they say figure, I guess, exactly it? it's a fictitious figure it's and like, also people are you know they they suicides uh gang members being shot yeah it's again things that people that's general law-abiding people aren't involved in obviously Exactly, spot on, Jason. And then I'm glad you called in. And then now I wouldn't even know where to buy a gun. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. He said, "Oh, I wouldn't know where to get a gun." Well, you know, well, obviously, if you're not a criminal, yeah. if you're just a law-abiding person, you're not seeking a, to get a gun. I mean, those who are criminals who seek it, they find it. It's quite easy to find if you really, really want to find it. But mo- the majority of us law-abiding don't. So that's yeah. why you know he's. His comments are just absolutely nonsense. Yeah. So, All right, we're going to go into the next one now. Now you're going to hear what um, I had to say. This is probably one of my, I think, this was done a couple of months ago, I think, uh, in the yeah. 9th, so it was probably you yeah, know, in so September. So we've held on to these recordings so we can uh, play yeah. them for you. But now, uh, let me tell you guys, after you see Jason, we've got a real special treat for you with Neil Breen. Oh, mate, this is the next <laughs> one. Let me just it. play what I had to say. I mean, I don't think I did a good job. i probably got to stop saying, oh, I understand where you're coming from, or I've got to stop saying that. It was one of my first interviews. I mean, you heard the Greg Hunt one which was uh, done after this one. Yeah, so this, yeah. this is pretty much one of the first gun stories I've actually re- uh, uh, rang up for. So yeah. here you go. Here's what I had to say uh, during this conversation. Hello, Jason. Hey, how are you doing, John? Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. What would you like to say? Um, I think I sort of wanted to talk about the gun thing before I heard Mario caught up and then Scott straight after him. Um, I find it interesting that Scott seems to think the the National Rifle Association is uh, some sort of boogeyman that, uh, I mean, they represent their members. They don't really, their power uh, comes from their over 8 million members, which are absolutely, you know, sick of the Obama government, you know, continually taking away their freedoms. I mean, I think our laws are ridiculous. Um, I mean, concealed carry is a completely different discussion, you know, for Australia that we could have at a later date. Uh, The science is in. Any, Any state in the United States that has the strictest gun control, Washington, D.C., Chicago has the highest gun crime. Any state that has the least amount of gun control uh, has the least amount of crime. I mean, when are people going to understand this? I mean, the NRA is not a boogeyman. They're just um, doing what their members want, which is to support their freedom to own firearms and self-defence. And Jason, it, doesn't, it, it seems to me like 8 million people sounds like a lot of people until you acknowledge that the population of the United absolutely, States... Absolutely, I agree. Right? I agree, I agree. But and, when, and they are a right-wing crackpot organisation, they are. They've got Charlton Heston, who's a borderline nutcase, as their poster boy. Mm, well, he's very popular, I guess, but if we look yeah, at it... Yeah, but popularity is different to making the right policy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And this is the path that we've gone down in Australia as well. Jason, I think you've had a, a, a reasonably uh, good on this issue. 
I don't see that they don't have freedom and I don't see that we've got uh, bad freedom in Australia mm. either. We've got pretty good freedoms here. Mm. Canada's got freedom. New Zealand's got freedom. Can I just say one thing on that, that John? There's no doubt that America's yeah. gun control policy is yeah. killing more Americans per capita yeah. than ours is. Yeah, but also We're the US gun control has been... Well, you just heard the, me there. I probably shouldn't have said, you know, I agree. I think I said that twice. I wasn't happy with that. It's it's difficult, you know, Jace. You've done a really good job, actually. And nah. uh, and he is just trying to present an argument. Where Charlton he's, Heston, right where he's trying pie. to discredit the organisation and Charlton yeah. Heston. Yeah. I mean, Charlton Heston, but then one, you, one of the most popular actors that ever lived. One of the one of the most uh, uh, unapologetic gun rights activists activists for freedom. <laughs> I said he's popular. He's popular. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, and he's trying to make him out to be a right wing crackpot. I mean, they, yeah. it, these people are nowhere. They, they've got actually no argument. All they can do is label you with some disgusting label, and then hopefully they it'll stick. You know, that's 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 the that's the entire but in defense. The, in the one before with you, they're saying, "Oh, the NRA is powerful. They win elections. They do yeah, this." Yeah. And all of a sudden, now the eight million members are pretty much nobodies because, well, that of three hundred and forty million, forty-five million population, that's not that much. They've got no power, basically. Well, you well, know, that, they forget the fact that there's a hundred million gun owners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In America, exactly. There yeah. are a hundred million gun owners in America. Just think of that figure, guys. One hundred million people own guns. In yeah. America, and uh, not all of them members of the NRA, but all you know, the vast majority of them would support the Second Amendment. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so Jason done a good job, and now we're going to move on to some more audio. And I hope oh, you guys this are really is gold. I hope you guys are really enjoying this show. I, I mean, we've been uh, going, uh, you know, sidestepping on a lot of issues here and uh, uh, going back and forth with uh, uh, various things, but we wanted to include a lot of this audio because um, we haven't recorded a show for quite a while, so we're hoping that you're going to get a good laugh, a good, uh, a good, this li- one, good listen out of this. <laughs> I've got to say this one. This is 2GB with Neil Breen. Yep. Now, Mario calls up, uh, and then another guy calls up pro firearm after him. Now, I wish we'd have got more, but Mario didn't stay on the line to record that so we could actually get that audio. I was trying um, to get as much as I but can. But this yeah. guy, this is Neil Breen. That's, yep. that's why I was mentioning Neil Breen, because we did listen to this earlier before we restarted this show. This guy starts to get really upset. <laughs> he got his head listen, wasn't You spin. have to listen to this because this guy gets really upset. Um, some of the stuff, even what Mario said, is just gold, absolute gold. And even the guy after that, the guy saying, after, yeah, after me, <laughs> firearms are inanimate objects; they don't do anything. Let them listen, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you. This is magic. Okay, this is Muzz, and was it Bob? I think I'm not sure his name, but we'll find out a bit later. You'll hear him anyway. This is Muzz, two uh, GB with presenter Neil Breen and the uh, got the pro gun guy, who's not so- an apathetic shooter, who's a fa- Fantastic yeah. guy, whoever yeah. you are. If you're listening to this show, <laughs> you are a champion because you, this guy, throughout the whole thing, even with Mario and towards, he was getting really angry. You could yep. just hear it in his voice. You have to listen to it. It's magic. Yeah, it was getting very stroppy, and uh, he was really failing in his argument, and that's yeah. uh, that's that's why. And um and basically, and, and you hit some really key points too. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, basically, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to play this in the full context, so yeah. you understand what was going on. It was a big gun debate. About nine on, minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah, big gun debate on the on radio. What was and, it about? Was it about Trump? Was it about Donald Trump? I think it was about Trump, wasn't it? No. 
I think it was more about our gun laws. No, no, Parramatta. That's what and, it was. And Parramatta, yes. It was the, the Parramatta, Parramatta shooting, shooting because yes. this sparked the debate. Yeah. Uh, as you guys know, uh, the there was recent, a shooting recent in Parramatta, terrorist attack yeah. in Parramatta, you had the young jihadist, and they're talking about where did he get the gun, who supplied him the gun, you know, yeah. all this stuff. And Muzz talks about and sports up shooting being, and yeah. hunting. And, and it what ended up being an, an illegal gun too. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and this this is what sparked the debate. Yeah. So and and but, I, but he talks about sporting, shooting, and hunting, and then he goes, "You guys aren't getting blamed." Next breath, he's going, "Guns are bad." Yeah. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> he was jumping all over the place. He did. He really didn't have a coherent argument. No. And and you know what, Jason? And or anyway, you know what? We should yep. just stop. Here we, we go, guys. We're going to play. This is play it. This is two GB. Neil Brim with Mario and an awesome shooter straight after Mario. Here it is. I'm going to go to Mario now, and he wants to talk about uh, gun laws as well. Mario, how are you? Yes, g'day, Neil. Uh, thanks for taking my call. What did you want to say? Yes, mate. Uh, you mentioned that Australia should be having tougher gun laws. Well, I wanted to ask you, what, what laws would you suggest would have prevented today's shooting or man monitor shooting? Well, I think laws... Well, what I'm talking about is that anyone caught with a firearm receives much tougher penalties. Anyone in court importing firearms, tampering with firearms, such as cutting back shotguns and turning them into sawed-off shotguns. Any offender who goes into a 7-Eleven with a gun is caught anywhere in a gun, driving around the streets of Sydney, pulled over by the police with a gun, in face, faces much, much tougher penalties. That's what I'm talking about. The only deterrent are penalties, and that is jail time and serious jail time and not letting people off with taps on the wrist. Right. Now, I'm not saying it would have prevented it. People will always, always try and get guns. And the talk about guns tonight has seemed to have set a lot of people off, Mario. A lot of people think that in Australia we should have lots and lots of guns. In Australia we should have less and less well, guns. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, what, what I'm saying is is that any kind of gun laws are only ever going to affect the law-abiding. Now, people think that uh, John Howard's gun laws have prevented mass shootings. Well... I'm sorry, the only reason we haven't had mass shootings is because, quite frankly, we've been lucky. Man Monis could have easily gone into that cafe and shot 10 people. This bloke today in Parramatta could have easily shot a lot more people. The only reason we haven't had mass shootings is pure and simple luck. Now, you take Canada, for example, or New Zealand, they don't have the tough gun laws we've got, and they've got access to semi-automatic firearms. They haven't had a mass shooting either. So, Mario, what do, so what do you think? So you're obviously pro-gun. What do you think? Do you think Australians should be able to just what, buy guns? Well, look, I think that the licensing, the strict licensing storage laws and uh, the background checks that we have is ample. The, the, the kind of prohibition that people are advocating for will ap do absolutely nothing. We've got so many guns on the streets of Sydney. It's just unbelievable. And not to mention, we've got sophisticated crime rings that actually manufacture their own fully automatic rifles and police know this so what i'm trying to say is on gun laws can only ever affect the law abiding people like myself other gun owners we're the ones who bear the brunt of it and like there's 800,000 gun owners in australia and among them we've got over three million firearms and none of us have done the wrong thing we all go about our business we work hard we pay our taxes we uh, so Mario, what do you use your gun for? Oh, I go hunting, sport shooting. I, you know, and the other thing is too, when people say, "Oh, why do you need a gun?" I mean, we live in a free country, Neil. We have a right to pursue our interests. 
we, we have a right to do which the is things. Sport, that, which is sport shooting. Sport shooting, hunting, whatever it might be. But the point is, is that always the gun, the lawful gun owners bear the brunt of anything like this when it ever happens. It's always us because the police really don't have any answers. Uh, because if you have a look at the records of New South Wales police, they have taken off the streets something like about 9,000 illegal firearms last year. Now, they, they would say that's a success. Mate, that is a massive failure. That shows how many guns are actually on the streets. And what well, about I think, the, Mario, what, what about like, the ones... I understand what you're saying and you're passionate about your guns, right? But I think that anyone, anyone caught with a gun that is unlicensed, and, and I don't think anyone's running around today going, oh, sporting shooters are being held to account for these shootings across Australia. No one's saying that. But anyone who's caught with a gun, you said police found 9,000 guns. Anyone who's caught with a gun that is unlicensed in their car or in their house or out on the street or when they're robbing a bank or robbing a 7-Eleven or whatever they're doing with the gun should dead set do at least 10 years. And there can be no debate entered into Neil, I, by Neil, any I, judge. I, they can't show any leniency. Something serious has to happen because we Neil, can't have this go on. Now, I'm angering a lot of Neil, people tonight Neil, because I absolutely Ty agree writes with you. in and Ty says, mate, all I can say is you have absolutely no swear word idea about firearms legislation in Australia. The legislation that Howard brought in did nothing to stop mass shootings in Australia. Well, we haven't had one since, Ty. We haven't, have we? Because we didn't have a problem with them in the first place. Please, what about the Hoddle Street massacre in Victoria? You've got a short memory, Ty. All the evidence shows that mass shootings were trending down anyway the time prior to Port Arthur. What? They were trending down prior to Port Arthur. That means that there were, we didn't have a big problem with mass shootings until Martin Bryant went crazy and killed 35 people. Look, Ty, I could keep reading this. And you go on and you say, would have done nothing to stop Man Monis. I said that. I said it wouldn't stop Man Monis, that people like him are always going to find a gun because people who have got illegal guns aren't treated properly by the law, which is serious, serious incarceration. Now, there's another person's written to me. Josh from Sydney, tightening gun laws further will do absolutely nothing as far as reducing the types of gun crimes we have seen recently in this country. The crimes weren't committed with legally purchased or owned firearms, rather were illegal firearms. So obviously Josh is another person who thinks that legally people should be able to have guns and people who've got illegal guns. That's what I'm saying, Josh. That's what I'm trying to say is that people who've got guns when they shouldn't have them need to be seriously, seriously punished. Now, I've got a, a board full of calls here. I'll, before we go to a break, I'll take da David, who wants to blame the people and not the guns. David, how are you? Yeah, uh, you made a statement earlier that guns do bad things. Guns are inanimate objects. They do nothing without a stupid person behind them. Yeah, but the thing is, the now, stupid the person gets access to the gun, David. The stupid person gets access to the gun, and then the gun does damage. Would you do your, would you do your stats on how many flipping guns got back into the community from the buyback guns and how many get into the community, handguns get into the community from police stations. So what is the police's fault now that a bloke got shot outside Paramount no, Police Headquarters, not. David, is it? Seriously, it is not the, the police's buyback. fault. In the big buyback, what happened was that a lot of those guns that they had bought back, in actual fact, found their way somehow or other back into the community illegally. Now, the people who are legally holders of licenses should not have the licenses uh, revoked or they should not have them tightened anymore. 
because guns don't do anything. Look, you can do it with a screwdriver, you can do it with a knife, you can do it with a piece of wood. Um, people will always find a way if they want to do something evil. Well, look, look, David, the fact is, right, you admonished me because I said guns do bad things, right? Guns do bad things. Guns like, don't do anything. They, they do because they get into the hands of bad things. They and don't gun, do anything. And guns, guns are in and guns are bad, right? That's what I'm trying to tell you. And you're trying to say, oh, guns do, what, a gun just lies around forever? Well, let's just make a gun and put it in the drawer and it just lies around forever. David, bad people get guns and guns are bad and guns kill people. Now, I've got lots of calls on the board. I'm going to take them all after this ad break. It's 19 minutes past nine. Good morning, All right, guys. Well, <laughs> you just heard that audio. In my opinion, that's one of the best audio I've ever heard on Gunlaw. He, Neil, man, he was cut. He was cut, man. And then what did he say? He goes, he goes, guns are bad. This he goes, well, guns don't do anything. <laughs> that caller Mar- after me was a classic. <laughs> me and Mario were literally in stitches oh. listening. That is some, in my opinion, that's some of the best audio listening you will ever hear. Well, I certainly on- hope you guys uh, think that I've done a good job. I, and if you if you got an opinion on, on things that you've heard today. Uh, please send us a voicemail. But yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, no, I just thought absolutely fantastic. Mario did a great job. Uh, you know, I think as you call up, you get better. You've only got a certain amount of time, and I yep. think he really wanted Neil Bream really wanted to get his point across. Um, as you heard his voice, man, he was getting really. He was. I could hear it. He was getting real cut and actually getting pissed off. But I was very happy. He gave me a really good guy. Gave me a lot yep. of time. And I think maybe because it was the points I was I was making, I was listening to my um, the uh, the conversation that were you know that I was that, and and actually the point of view that I was trying to put across. Mm. Um, so he he gave me a good go. And uh, what was gold actually? And if you notice, guys, he said, "Oh, the board is lit up with calls." <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and I when I heard that, I thought, "Great, yeah. excellent." You know, and he even said people, a lot of them people were... calling up, you know, defending their you know yep. firearm rights, which which is what we want, guys. Any time there's a gun debate ring on the radios, ring up, be confident. Tell them that, you know, I love my firearms, I love my freedom, and I don't want any restrictions. Uh, you know, and it's as simple as that. You, you, all you have to say is that. And uh, if you've got a good, if you've got a confident um, voice and you know you know about what you're talking about, then go, have a go. Yeah, mate. I can just say you did a fantastic job <laughs> then, man. Fantastic. <laughs> you're getting you, better. <laughs> you made him get really up. And that was good because normally they don't really lose their cool. Sometimes they do, but very rarely. you know. And I think you got under his skin. And then the next guy, well, whoever you are, mate, you are a champion. You are a champion because guns don't do anything. I can't remember anything. his name. I wish we could get him on a show. Be- oh, mate, <laughs> what a good. champion. But you know what, Jason? I'll tell you what. If you noticed when, when I said to him, Neil, we live in a free country. People have a right to pursue their interest. And then you'll go, and then you all of a sudden say, "What sports shooting?" I said, "Well, I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> why not sports shooting?" <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you, you got you got a bit stumped stumped by that. So, uh, you know. mate, as I said, that's some of the best audio you've ever heard in regards to gun debate on a live national. Well, it's definitely, I think, radio very station. amusing. Oh. Me and Muzz are sitting here before the show recording as we are now, just listening to it to make sure we knew what we we're going to talk about. And oh, we were just laughing our bums off. But um, <laughs> we'll move on. Anyway, someone did send me an email. Yes. Um, this one. No, no, this is about um, uh, an interesting. It's not, it's not, I think it's interesting that um, a lot of you guys a couple of years ago know during the federal election, we did advertisements for uh, the Shooters and Fishers Party. We did uh, Liberal the Liberal Democrats. Democrats. Uh, coming up, I'm going to be interviewing Country Alliance. Um, someone, I did have my sponsors as the LDP. Now, the, the LDP ran some ads just like the Shooters and Fishers 
Fisher's party during the 20 or the last federal election. Uh, so I approached both parties again. I uh, wanted to have them both on board. Uh, the LDP got on board. So I'm still waiting because someone said, why wasn't I not advertising the Shooters and Fishers Party? Uh, I do want to advertise the Shooters and Fishers yep. Party. Uh, I sent them some emails. Uh, at this stage, nothing has happened yet. Uh, still waiting to get any sort of go-ahead on that. So I'm just letting you guys know. We've, I've always said I'm going to give people... Um, that support shooting, uh, the right to appear on my show, to uh, have an opportunity. Uh, I've got a guy, which I just didn't tell Muzz actually, but he'll know now that I'm going to do Country Alliance again in the next month or so. Fantastic. So we're going to be interviewing them. I also have another federal senator. That's happening next week in uh, the end of October. Also that researcher that was on the ABC yes. program. Yes, I've got Dr. Keston Green. Uh, who Fantastic. Does, yeah, who which be is great. part of the ABC gun debate with Samantha Lee. He talks about the effects of firearms regulation. So I just want to say it's not that I'm not advertising shooters and fishers. I would love to advertise shooters and fishers. At this stage, we haven't come to you know any sort of agreement. So it's not a big deal. Hopefully, we will come to an agreement yeah. and um, you know we'd be able to advertise for them because, of course, I do want to advertise for them as well. I don't just like having advertising for one party. You know, because again, a lot of I've said this before. Some people vote shooters and fishers, some country alliance, LDP. I mean, you've heard everyday hunters that don't vote for those two parties. One voted for country alliance. Um, some even vote Labor and Liberals because they're not totally tied to a one policy, you know, party. Whether it be, you know, they want to vote Liberal because they've got a business, or they well, vote in Labor, fairness, you know? Jason, you know what the SFP and the LDP aren't really one policy parties. You know anymore. what I mean? I don't yeah, mean one know, policy, but I'm mean. saying yeah. some vote for Liberal because they're yeah. business. Some, you know, depending if they work for government, maybe they work for yeah. government. They vote Labor. You know, I've got to, I've got to give everyone a piece of everything. It's up to you to make the decision who you vote yeah. for. So hopefully we have shooters and fishers on in the future. You know, I'd love to come have them on board. Um, but in the meantime, you know, obviously when we do have them on board, you will hear advertisements if they do choose to come on board. Um, but at the moment, as I said, um, you know we're going to be running some ads for uh, the Liberal Democrats as well. So, um, yep. and that'll go for any party, you know, and any LDP business. LDP well. are very strong supporters of our show, yep. and we love all the guys at LDP. Big uh, cheerio to Peter Whelan and David Lionholm doing a fantastic job. I mean, David Lionholm he is an absolute champion. Yeah, this guy is an unrelenting fighter for freedom, and uh, he's you know we couldn't be. Uh, luckier that he's in federal parliament and uh, he's constantly fighting for our rights and not just our gun rights, Jason, our yep. freedoms in general, which, as yep. everyone knows, and it's not I mean, even about always not, under attack. It's not Australia. even about you know like well, well, what's he achieved? It's not about that. It's about being in the media. Yeah, it's about getting the word out. I mean, I just looked on Facebook the other day. I remember when they were at twelve. I think twelve thousand likes. Yeah, I mean they're. They're they're at four, almost forty two, forty three thousand yep. now. Forty I mean, plus thousand likes now, yeah, and it's, uh, it's getting, growing. It's getting out. The party is growing tremendously. So, so we, we want to support both parties. Yep. Hopefully, we'll have them both on board. You know, in the near future, we'll be supporting them. So, I did get an email about. I actually got two emails about it. Just wanted to confirm that's not supporting one party. I'm not a corporate sellout or a, a party sellout no. to the LDP or a sellout to any party whatsoever. We'll, we will say good things about any party that does good things. When they do bad things, we will also say. Yeah, we'll call so them out good. too. We'll call them out too. So um, just wanted to let you guys know that. All right, now we're going to do our voicemail. This is great. Uh, we've got one voicemail to play from Brad or Bradley. Yep. Uh, great. Now, I think uh, we were supposed to play this voicemail last yeah, show. Yeah, sorry, Bradley. So, we yeah, do apologize. Apologies, yes. Yeah, we got a bit slack. We got a bit you know, yep. gung-ho, no pun intended, with some <laughs> other other issues. But we So we're going to play uh, Brad's or Bradley's voicemail right now. So here it is. G'day, Jason and Mario. Brad here. Uh, I work with a woman who's extremely anti-gun, and we were discussing the issue of semi-automatic firearms and pump-action shotguns, etc. I asked her, being anti-gun, what would make her feel comfortable 
to have those firearms more widely available to the broader shooting community. Uh, she, she suggested, which I hadn't heard before, I haven't heard anyone bring this up before, um, a user-paid system, so there is no cost to the government, uh, where firearm owners can submit to a psycho- uh, psychological assessment to deem them not a danger or a threat to society so they can access uh, Category C license to obtain these sorts of firearms. Um, I don't agree with it. We've already gone through all the hoops. We've already been proven to be fit and proper persons. Would you support something like this? Um, I, I know it's going to be a long road to get the firearms back that were taken from us in the 96 gun grab. As much as I'd love to, we can't grab it all at once. It's going to take small steps. I think this might possibly be one way to go about it. I'm just wondering where you stand on the matter. Keep up the great work, guys. Love the show. All right. Well, you just heard uh, Brad's uh, voicemail. So thanks, Brad. Really appreciate that voicemail. Very, very interesting topic. Um, you know, I, you know, first, first, you know, good on you for having to, you know, be, yep. work with a woman. <laughs> yes. That's um, anti gunner. I mean, I, I don't think we should. This is my opinion. I, don't, I really wouldn't like to see it. You know, left up to you know bureaucrats to tell us whether we can own firearms and whether we. There's just too much scope there. We yep. want to, you know, I, we, it should be as it is, I think, with, you know, the, the, yeah, you don't have a criminal record. You haven't committed any crimes that would exclude you with an excludable offence, such as, you know, drugs, yep. firearms charges, you know, domestic violence, you know, violence of any nature. Uh, those things will exclude you from having a firearm. Um, so I don't think it's necessary for... Any kind of psychological examination yeah. is only going to add red tape, yeah. and I don't think it's going to achieve... And what is if the government has already... Outcomes and- and then on top of that, it's it's highly subjective, you know. Like who gets to decide yeah. whether uh, you know some some doctor you know might go through a test and you may not be crazy, you may be perfectly normal, but because they've just decided that you, yeah. you've passed or you failed a certain part of the test that you can't have a firearm, it's uh, it, it, mm. it can be fit, uh, extremely unjust. So I wouldn't support anything like that. I know a lot of people, some... What as if it was the only option? That was the only option to get cat. But then you're probably getting... We might maybe get it, or we might not get it. We might be the ones that miss out, but we might get it. But what about the guys, poor guys that miss out? Yeah, look, it's that is that is a really tough thing because once you start to open yourself up to those sort of, uh, um, I guess, laws where you have to be psychologically examined and, and, and all that, I think that's opening up a can of worms where they could... Use that to, I guess, you know, ban. Uh, start uh, removing guns out of, start removing, removing licenses out of people's hands. Licenses for no uh, apparent reason, yeah. other than they, they could say, "Well, you failed this part of the psychological examination," yeah. and therefore, and if the government's already given you a gun, you know, if you're no. getting psychologically tested for a higher category, and they say, "Well, you can't have a." Uh, a category D, a pump action, or a semi-automatic shotgun, for an example. Yeah. But they say, well, that wouldn't, wouldn't that, if, I, if I'm not good enough to have that, what exactly. A, I'm still mentally sane enough to have the category A and B firearms. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it, it opens up a, a whole set of problems that I really wouldn't want to see. So <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely not in support of it. I mean, it's very simple. If you're a law-abiding citizen and uh, you've got a clean record and you don't have any uh, issues uh, regarding your life, or any, you know, you're not a member of a a, a criminal uh, gang that uh, you know, and you've got associations with uh, bad people and stuff like that. And I don't see why you know you need anything more than that uh, than to get a firearms license and to be able to own firearms. And I'm not just talking about just you know so, uh, bolt action rifles. I'm talking about all firearms. I mean, semi-automatic rifles, the whole lot. I mean, if you can be trusted to own one gun, you can be trusted to own any. 
We're just going to go to a quick break here on AHP Digital, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and hobbies gun cleaning products. Visit redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or call Greg on 0415 495 712. Red Fox Outdoor Supplies, the only real choice for Bushnell hunting equipment. Do you have dull, blunt or badly sharpened knives that couldn't skin a cat? At Scary Sharp, we use a multi-step grinding system and will hand sharpen your blades to a precise edge. Our process of sharpening knives will have your blades splitting hairs for a surprisingly low cost. Not only do we sharpen knives, but we also sharpen scissors, clippers, garden tools, arrowheads, axes or anything that holds an edge. We are located close to Canberra and we also have a mail-in service. Visit Scary Sharp on Facebook or call Bob on 0410 432 852 and find out how we can meet your sharpening needs. Scary Sharp. If it cuts, we can sharpen it. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gunning, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign-in for a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person, so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 02-4653-1440 or visit SSAAsydney.net. Okay, guys, we're coming to the end of the show. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Now, I've got a whole heap of stuff here, heaps of news, which I'm going to discuss on the next show. So it'll be you'll hear it a little bit late, yeah. but it's really good stuff. We had so overseas. much audio. There's a lot going. I mean, we could, like me must keep saying, we said this on all shows. We could just literally do a show every every third or fourth day. There's just too much. Easily, easily. There's so much news going on around the world. So we're trying to bring you a, a, as much stuff as we can that's relevant to you. Anyway, I've got in my hands a, a whole bunch of stories here uh, from Israel, from Russia, uh, from the Guardian here, and also uh, recently Labor. Uh, Graham Parrott, you know, uh, in Queensland, trying yeah. to, um, you know, uh, install we'll bands play. on the Adler. And, and, I mean, there's so many things going on. But at, at all times, just remember, guys, you've got to become active. And we, that's what me and Jason really want. It can't just be myself and Jason calling up radio stations. It can't just be myself and Jason uh, writing to uh, members of parliament, our uh, prime ministers, our premiers, our police uh, ministers, you know, you guys have to help out, you know, and you and a lot of you are helping out. Yeah, a lot of you are you's doing a great job, yeah. but the vast majority of us are not. Let's yeah. face it, it, it is what it is, and that's what we've got to work on. Yeah. We've got to work on becoming a bit more active. It only yeah. takes ten minutes to change the country. So, guys, yeah. you can do it, and uh, I, and I know we, we're going to be able to achieve great things. So, anyway, Jace, we're wrapping up the uh, yeah. this show for, the, got, for this uh, month. You know, again, if you want to donate to the show, there's a donation link on the right-hand side of the website. 
Um, yeah, any donations are, are really really helpful. So if you'd like to do that, keep the keep the ship sailing on into the sunset. Yes, that'd yes. be awesome because we we just did episode one hundred. You know that took me quite a while to edit. So I hope you enjoyed that. That was my opinion. Some of the you know best shows we've done. Some of the most interesting stuff we've done. You know it's hard to go through a hundred episodes and pick out stuff that I liked. I just had to you know li- go with Mario and you, you know knock our heads together and find out what was going to be good. Um, you know I've interviewed people that have passed away. You know Tom. Barney, the fox hunter, um, Tom Knapp, who was an exhibition shooter. I mean, he was a great interview, absolutely fantastic. You know, we've interviewed federal senators. We've interviewed, you know, um, state political yep. party uh, uh, members. Yep. Um, so we've got, and we've got heaps coming up too. We've got more everyday hunter. Um, we've got, should I... Now, should I get the get it done before I announce it? What do you think? Well, no, keep it keep it close to your chest, Jason, right. because sometimes uh, plans fall through. They do. Uh, people don't uh, end up, uh, you know. Um, what about the Victoria? Can I say that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, basically, we've got uh, another representative um, in from Victorian government going to be coming on the show. Yep. Uh, we've got another federal senator. So I've been saying that for a while. I'm not sure if you can guess who it is. We're, some we're, have we're guessed, some haven't. We're trying to secure secure this deal. And, yeah, uh, and I think it's going to be happening in late October. You know, we're recording this show on the 23rd of the 10th, 2015. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be getting this podcast out uh, before the duck shooting uh, on the rice, which I'm going to be going to from you know in early November, November 6th until Jason for a couple of weeks. Ducks. Love love hunting ducks. I as still you haven't got any breasts. But yeah, I'm still waiting. Yeah, you've got big enough ones as it is, mate. Don't worry. Um, I just want to say a cheerio, Jace. Okay, a cheerio to Aussie Reviews. Mate, you're a champion. Uh, constantly, um, I mean, this guy is a freedom fighter. We're lucky to have him. He's constantly fighting for our gun rights. He's constantly alerting us to what's going on. Um, and, uh, mate, you're, you're a great guy, and we'd love to have you on the show Again, so anytime, mate, you give us an email, uh, yeah. send us a text. We, we might even have him. He's in Sydney for the next shot show. Oh, yeah, we yeah. might even do a straight shooting with Aussie Reviews. And if you don't yeah. know Aussie Reviews, they can be spoken about. And you might say, who's Aussie Reviews? If you're new to the podcast, O-double-Z-I-E, Space Reviews, Aussie Reviews. Check out on YouTube. Yeah, check him out on YouTube. That's where he originated. He comes from Queensland. He does a lot of reviews on different rifles. He's got his own pest control business. So he does uh, reviews on semi-automatic rifles. Uh, and we met him briefly at the last show, Sydney, yeah. Sydney in his shot show and we had a good conversation but I've, I'm keeping an eye on the things that he does on social media and it's just fantastic he's a, a champion freedom fighter and we need we need an Aussie re- reviews in every state Jace <laughs> we, need a, we, need. we need an Aussie reviews in every person in every <laughs> yeah. shooter in the country every shooter in the country you know we need to just uh, sing with the one one voice and, and be proud of you know of our rights and, and speak out for our rights and if you listen to the show and you're the person that's written the letters we're not talking about you by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're listening to this show and you've been a regular listener and you're sitting there right now going, I'm that guy that hasn't written any letters and Jason and Muzz have been saying this for, what, over 12 months now? Write that letter. It's easy to do. Put it in your own words. Don't feel like you've got to contend with, you know, politicians that are going to embarrass you because you may not be good with words. Couple of sentences. Yep. Make it easy. Send them in. 
do it via mail. Yeah, even though sometimes Mars, we do use email occasionally. It's easy for them to electronically do that. But when you actually send it in via mail, they've got to track it. They've got to open it up. They've got to scan it onto the system. They've got to give it a number. Then they've got to respond. And then, man, it's a nightmare for them. Can you imagine if 800 people did that? 800,000. 800,000. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's, it's late. It's getting late. Yeah. Um, you know, that, th- this would change the gun laws in this country. There'd be no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So hopefully you'll continue Continue to join us, much more news, much more hopefully audio. Again, leave us a voicemail on the website if you have an issue, something we're saying you don't like, you want to give a difference of opinion, you want to agree, anything. Send us in a voicemail. You can do it from your laptop, computer. Even you can have your smartphone in your bedroom. You can leave us a voicemail by going to the website and clicking on that leave a voicemail icon on the right-hand side. Now, I'm hoping, Jason, for those listening, the next show will have a a step-by-step guide on how... Yeah. to get your R license. And if you've got any else. ideas about what we can do for straight shooting, because it's so, yeah. we're so busy, let us know if there's a segment. We're even thinking about introducing you know, a topic per show that we can talk about yeah. to give some advice or at least gather some information, whether it be you know some camping equipment, hunting equipment, whether yep. it be you know, review. Have you got some great tips for, for yeah, hunting tips, or, yeah, you know, or, or camping? Cooking in like the bush share. like we've done. Yep. Um, you know, uh, you know, Shotguns, you know, what's the r- yeah. rifle should you buy to start? You know, stuff like that. We're thinking of always we different really ways. We really want your participation, guys. Yeah. And, we're, you know, leave a voicemail, send us an email. It's not that hard. We'll, and we're happy to read it out now. We've received emails in the past that we haven't read out all of them, Jason. I do apologize to those that we haven't read out. We'll do our best to read as many emails as we can and put some voicemail, voicemails out there. But please write, write in and, uh, you know, there's a very good chance, 95% chance that we'll definitely read it. And yep. uh, we'll, we'll definitely respond. And if anyone's written to me a mail, that sort of, you know, there has a couple of emails that I do have to get back and respond to some people. Um, they weren't exactly ones I could read out. They were more telling me stuff or about news or yep. what's happening. So they're not ones I can sort of read out on the show. But if you want us to read it out, Australian Hunting Podcast at gmail.com, or you can click on the contact icon if you'd like to join us. Thanks for joining us here on the Straight Shooting Podcast. As usual, my name is Jason Selms. And I'm Mario Vladko. See you guys next time. You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.